Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Writing the Nerds. Uh, say this is Cody, the ginger speaking. And I am Kegger, the Kegger, I guess. I don't know. And we've got ourselves a, a special guest today. Let's say if you want to go ahead. Hi, my name is Rayshawn. I'm special. My first time here with these guys. And uh, God, do we have something great today. It is... Uh, well, we're going to take some time to look over all of the uh, Jurassic Park movies. Park slash world. Some were good, some not so much. We're looking at you, Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> I I don't know, but I mean... Oh, it, I know what they were thinking. This might make us a couple bucks. Uh, and it did. <laughs> I saw it in the theaters, I'm not going to lie. It yeah. might have been one of the dollar... Th- you guys remember the dollar theaters yes. back in the day? Yes. It might have been there where I saw it, but I saw it in the theaters. Then that made it worth it for three, at least. For a dollar, right? There you, know? you go. <laughs> I saw Volcano in that dollar theater, too. And that movie is so awful. Sound, sounds like you picked some winners then to go see for a dollar, though. <laughs> when you're running around the mall at 10 to 13, you yeah. get bored. And dollar theater movies are great because you go burns t- it burns time. I'm there with my mom who works at the hair salon. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a mall rat and, you know, you see some terrible movies. Mm-hmm. I also think I saw uh, When Nature Calls, Ace Ventura, When yeah. Nature Calls. Oh, in the theater. We, so I saw some good ones, but we, a lot of bad we kind ones. of Like your dollar movie theater was just me having HBO when I was younger. We catch <laughs> just the worst of the worst movie during the day. Oh, yeah. Which, Absolutely. I mean, they had awful movies during the day. And then okay. like... Almost porn at night, so mm-hmm. it's it's whatever. Well, hey, you can't beat the popcorn in a dollar theater. Oh, hell no. Or the yeah. hot dogs. Oh, no. Well, I wouldn't eat the hot dogs at this one. This yeah. one's, they look like, uh, I don't know, you know how they look on a roller at the gas station? All day. Yeah. Been, yeah. All, all day, day and they yeah. all wrinkled and stuff. Yeah, no, you don't I, want that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Station sushi at that point. No. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-eight days. <laughs> right? It's, it's good for a few days. Like we can we can do that. Um God, I guess where to jump in? Because I know this is coming on. They announced a little while ago that we're getting a Jurassic World domination. A third Jurassic yeah. World movie. Or is it Dominion Dominate? One of those two. It's, the Dominion. Dominion. My bad. That, I, that's my bad. I either way. I know the only reason that I'm kind of excited to see it is because we get, uh, well, just to call back to last week's Magnificent Bastard, we get Sam Neill back. Exactly, and that man needs more jobs. He really does. He's criminally underrated. I mean, to, he's kind of that, he's gone the way of he's doing a cameo as fake Odin. No. I mean, and I know that his his role in that, because I've seen all the Rick and Mortys, so I know <laughs> I didn't notice him in Rick and Morty. Yeah. So his character there, which was his last credit, mm-hmm. I I couldn't tell you. So we get we get everybody back. So it's as good a time as any to talk about it and maybe do some wild speculation here and there as to what they're gonna have them do. Who knows? Like it's 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 got a lid on it, uh, as most do. And I'm starting to get to the point where I don't even like to watch the trailers because hmm. I feel like and they're like because you get the clips and the trailers. And I feel like the trailers are edited just to grab your attention. And I almost have nothing to do with the, sh- the movie you're seeing. Yeah. It's just to grab your attention to get you to want to see the movie. Right. And a lot of times right. I've seen gone to see a movie because of the trailer. And, and it's nothing like yes. the trailer. Yes. Yeah. 
And in this case, I know they're bringing back all the characters as a big cash grab. And oh, hopefully yeah. it works better than the cash grab that Jurassic Park 3 does. Otherwise, you know, the dozens of dollars they made off that one <laughs> will... Uh, you got a dollar from me or a couple. I think I saw yeah. it a couple times just out of boredom. Oh, you paid up half the box office. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I probably did. But uh, maybe, uh, maybe a good start-off point might just be... Jump in Jurassic, the first one? yeah. All right, we can do that. So, so um, I did. I actually watched this one this week uh, just to kind of get a refresher. Uh, I don't know. I was watching it, and I'm still. It's been a minute since I've seen it. It's been a, maybe a year or two since I've seen it, and actually purposely watched it from start to finish. Uh, you know, it comes on, you see it. Oh, Jurassic Park, whatever. Uh, I'm kind of over it. Um, but I actually watched it, and you get some of the splendor back when you haven't seen it in a while and you actually sit down to watch specifically to watch a movie right and it did get some of that splendor back but i also got where you know uh it very much touched uh pop culture um and one of my favorite times it's it's the original jurassic park has touched pop culture was in ted 2 when they find the field of pot and ted you hear the music (laughs) from jurassic park and ted's standing there going they travel in herds. They do travel in herds. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where I just thought it was hilarious. Perfect yeah. use for that. You know, here they are. They're all stoners, and there's this gigantic pot field. And, of course, stoners are just going to be enamored. They're they're mm-hmm. going to be in love. Uh, and I, I just thought it was hilarious. But watching it, it's very much kind of science gone crazy. Yep. Um the whole thing can boil down to one man fucking up. Yeah. Newman. Right. Uh, who was nerd, nerd, no. Like, Nedry. Nerd, 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 yeah, Nedry. Nedry. Hey, don't go cheap on me now. Yeah. Don't start going cheap on me. I almost, I almost shoot it up there. <laughs> I say his cattiness about money is hilarious. Oh, God. For a little bit, but... Uh, what was it? Every decision after Nedry's, Nedry's, to shut off the, the park systems... Every decision after that, the fuck-ups kind of rest on Hammond. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. everything he does is all from a perspective of like, well, we can save this place, right? I mean, he even has that comment in the beginning, this will make my nature preserve in Kenya look like a petting zoo. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, you're clearly in this for all the wrong reasons. This is, you know, your But then, then he, later on, he gets that callback where he, he does, you do kind of see the dream. You get to hear the dream a little oh, bit, what yeah. he really wanted to do, what he was trying to accomplish. And it was grand. It was a great idea. Um, maybe. Maybe not after what happened. Right. But, you know, he's sitting there and he's talking about his first, uh, what I call it, attraction or whatever that he had, which was his little yeah, the, uh, the flea, flea circus. circus. You know, and he'd, kids would say that they could see the fleas. And it was all automated, like he says. Yeah. And he said he really wanted to give something to the people that wasn't an illusion. Um, why he just chose to get these gigantic... I'm going to say lizards, but that's going to piss off a lot of people because oh, they're yeah. more birds. But uh, why he chose the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, which has lots of sh- very sharp teeth and is bigger than a human. Um, that There's enough of that already. We have lions and tigers and bears. And oh my, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm Since we decided we were going to talk about this. 
I've been sitting there trying to look at these movies and see what the point is. Like all the movies, especially when you get a trilogy or anthology, stuff like that, uh, when we're going to get two trilogies at the end of all this, they usually have a point to make. They usually got something to say. And I'm sitting here looking at one, two, and three going, the hell are you trying to say? Right. You know, they're both, well, all three of them basically go in completely different directions. Yeah. Um, see, the first one by itself had a good message. You can't. You know, it was the same message of the book. You can't really tame nature. Life finds a way. Well, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum hammered that one in my head. I don't know how much oh, that yeah. features oh, yeah. in the book. But... Life it, finds a way. Yeah, it, it turns into that. You know, and the second one kind of lays onto that, uh, oh, you still can't control nature. The hubris of man is going to screw this up every time. Right. Greed, yada, yada. Comes across a tad bit muddled. But, yeah, I... The third one has no point. I mean, I, I, it really does. It's a, Actually, I take that back. Do not paraglide near near pterodactyls. <laughs> do not paraglide near a Jurassic Island. However. <laughs> there you go. Restricted zone. Leave it alone. <laughs> other lesson to take from it. There is no penalty whatsoever for stealing raptor eggs. <laughs> Another thing, too, is. In all the first three movies, it all every time it rained, you know something was going to go down oh, bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we, we kick it back to Newman. Newman ran off the road almost. Mm-hmm. First of all, why are you driving with this precious cargo that fast, trying to mud bog on an island? The only, only thing you got to do is pick up the phone <laughs> and say, we can do this tomorrow. Right. That's all you had to do. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, they, did, they did kind of, they brought in something else that would help fuck everything up. The hurricane. Yes. There's a hurricane coming, or a tropical storm, one of the two. I can't remember which. Oh, yeah. But, you know, definitely big storms coming. They're in the uh, Caribbean area, the Bahamas, mm-hmm. you know. They're all in the, you know, nice islands where everybody should have a straw, you know, umbrella in their, right. in their drink. So um, yeah. And I move my hands a lot, mm. and they can't see this. So, <laughs> um, so that kind of helps, didn't help matters. You know, here's this big rainstorm, rainstorm, calamity, we're stuck. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you got Newman shutting down all the things so he can go steal these embryos or specimens yeah. or whatever the hell Yeah, they're, they're the embryos. <laughs> they're in the weird little bullet-looking vials, though. Yeah. Like, yes. I, if that's an embryo, that's a weird... It like, really is. I mean, I know some of their heads are elongated, but that kind of make me think conehead dinosaur. Yeah. But... uh so he's shutting down stuff, and then, of course, he, he runs off. There's a Y or a T or something. He knocks over the the sign, and it, the arrow's screwed up. So he doesn't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's also going – I think he's, he's trying to do the 18-minute thing. He's, he's right. told them it takes him 18 minutes to do it, um, which was, he was already lying because when he's making the phone call to the ship, he's like, you got to give me 20 minutes. You got to give – I could do it in 18, 20 if I push it. Or, uh, I can do it in 20, 18 if I push it. Right. Give me 15 minutes. I could be there, you know. So he's, I can see why he's speeding. He's trying to peace out. He's trying to go get his payday. Um, they even make some kind of remark about his financial troubles before he takes off. Yeah. Um, and before he screws everything up. Uh, I, I, I loved him because he's, he's such a weasel. Oh, yeah. yeah he's such sure. a good weasel. Um and oddly enough, it called back into some of his others as he was uh, micro on one of the Punisher movies. Not one of the most coherent storyline, but definitely closest uh, yeah. to the comic books. Um, 
But yeah, he was micro, and uh, you actually feel for him. But most of the stuff he does, you just want to just... You don't want him to die, but you just want to punch him. Right. (laughs) There's... I guess in terms of character treatment, he gets... You know, he gets what's coming to him for being a douche. Um, There's another character that, to me, gets treated like shit the entire movie. And I don't know if you've ever seen that supercut. We're still on one, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen that supercut from Star Trek The Next Generation of uh, every time Picard basically tells Worf to fuck off. You know, he's just like, Captain, I suggest, nope, sorry. Thank you, though. I'll take it under advisement. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take it under advisement. I remember that that now. That character is Robert Muldoon. Oh, yeah. And every time he comes up with an idea, John Hammond's like, shut up. You're right. Like, Let's activate the liposome protocol. Kill all the dinosaurs on the island. We have the embryos. We can start from scratch. No, that's dumb. Right. No, it's not dumb. Yeah. It's probably the best idea you've had all day. Yeah, and then it turns into like, well, we should do this. Nope, sorry. I'll take it under advisement, but still, no. I mean, he ends up getting it, mm-hmm. you know, and... Uh, it's like, I feel like he gets killed, though, because he's the voice of reason. Right, he, he really was. He was really the one. He told us, when they get to the raptor pen, we should kill them all. We should kill all of them. Do not do raptors at all. Nobody listens. Uh, you know, because even then he says, uh, we used to have eight until yeah. the big one came and she killed all but two. All right. All right, there's a dominance control thing going on here already. Right. Just kill them all, start over. Stretch. I yeah. mean, or it's just don't do raptors. And he also mentions that she's <clears throat> testing the cage for inconsistencies. Like yeah, they, they're attacking the cage trying to see security inconsistencies. And even, and even he has that moment where he goes, you can tell that when you're staring at her, she's staring back. Working thinking, things out. I'm like, okay. You can see the gears in her head and she's figuring it out. Like, from anyone else, you'd be like, okay, well, cool. You left your tinfoil hat at home today, I see. But <laughs> this time, you're just like, no, we can see what these things do because it kicks the cage away from the wall at the beginning. Oh, yeah, the very first guy. scene. Like, yeah, that's thinking. You know, and then is that one alive? I don't know. They, they never really get because you do hear gun actual because you hear that they have the different sound effects for the darts versus the guns. Right. The so gun. the darts is more of a poof, poof. Whereas the guns is an actual gunshot. Right. You really only see two raptors throughout the film, though, don't you? Three. One of them gets offed quick. Oh, that's right. And then we're just left with two. And two is more than enough to fuck shit up. Well, apparently not if you have reflective surfaces. Right. Because <laughs> the whole kitchen scene. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that going, did that actually work? <laughs> And I almost feel like when Timmy is holding that spoon with the jello and it's just shaking back and forth, I, every the time. The sister I, was watching. He was oh, watching that's her. That's right. Yeah, she's the one with the jello. I'm sitting there thinking of like, oh, jello jigglers. I remember those. Right. Like, you can take your cookie cutters in the dinosaur shapes and cut out the jello. Yeah, the product placement was, was heavy in the, in the original one, in the original Jurassic Park. Coke. Absolutely. Oh, Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Coke. Yeah. Uh, Explore, Ford Explorer. Yeah. And the Jeeps. I would yes. say Jeep, definitely. Um, let's see what else do, what, what else do we cover oh one of the most underrated performances and I think I, I think I mentioned this before we started was I was really sad to see that Sam Jackson didn't warrant an on screen death I know yeah I know I, I found that criminal Cause, that because it's Sam Jackson they yeah. do explain his death in the book 
because he's Mr. Arnold is like when he's in that shack or whatever trying to get the power back online. He, I hate hackers. Yeah, right. <laughs> he makes it down the steps from the raptor and turns around and looks back up and he's like, oh, they don't really do stairs well. I think I'm okay. And the raptor leaps down the steps right, on like top of They him. have yeah. legs. Yeah. It's like uh, what Joe Rogan said about the guy that got killed by the tiger. Mm. He's like, they can jump. Yeah. No, what do we do? He rests his hand up as high as he goes. No, that looks good. Yeah, no, no, they can't get out of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, and I would have just shut the door. Like, because I know there's a door at the bottom of them steps. I remember watching. Yeah. Because she used, she slams it against it until the thing starts ripping the, the gating off. Right. Um, so there's a door. I would have just ran. Like, why did you stop? Just shut the door. Right. I mean, it might have got you a little later, but you might have been able to at least get the power back on. Yep. And then all that's left of him is his arm. Right. And he, I mean, he at least he gets to do the shoulder pat. The right. The disembodied shoulder pat. Right. right. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Mr. Arnold. I'm like, you didn't recognize the fact that he just got like a foot taller? Right. Right. I mean, Sam Jackson, I think he's in the, in the six foot range, but I mean. Even at that, like the angle his arm came at, she could have felt enough to be like, oh, your shoulder wasn't up by my head earlier. Why doesn't your arm feel heavier? That's, that's well, a minor. It's, it's like. Not attached to the rest of the body. Um. I think one of my favorite scenes in, in in the first one was when they had the old crap moment when they realized, oh, these raptors know how to open doors. That was that was the funniest and best scene for me. Even right before that, uh, Laura was it Laura Dern? Laura yeah. Dern goes, "They should be okay unless they learn how to open doors." Yes. And the next scene you see is the raptor opening the door, and I was just like, "Oh, why did you say that? Don't say stuff. You need to quit talking." I think they understand you, right? Right. Oh, yeah, there's like the raptor on the other side of the door going, oh, shit, we never thought of that, guys. And then just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are skipping. Well, like we're kind of jumping around on mm. this in the very beginning. OK, so after the scene where we see uh, the guy get at. Yeah. I mean, he totally gets at oh, at yeah. least half of him. gets at. He did. Uh, he did. Um, we go to, I think, the lawyers. The lawyers are talking to Hammond or trying to find Hammond. And they're fine. Oh, no. Yeah. The lawyer shows up at the dig site where they're finding the amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And he's trying to, he's talking to some guy who doesn't even really matter because yep. he's, you only see him at this one point where they're finding the amber. Okay. Then it jumps to Grant, Dr. Grant. They find the, the raptor. Skeleton, which is cool. You know, you see it. He's like, oh, this is a great specimen. They're using new kind of uh, radar technology where they shoot a blast into the ground, and it's got a radar instead of an actual shotgun shell or stuff like that. That's cool. And then you get the kid. Kid shows up. That looks like a giant turkey. It's not going to do nothing. It's not scary. And then Alan Grant proceeds to terrify this child to where he looks like he shit his pants. Yeah, can we bring that kid back for Jurassic World? Right. Just, you know. I mean, he the way he details it, because he gets into it. He's like, all right, they mimic a bird. So you probably see a head bopping up and down. But that's not the one you got to worry about, the one you can see. It's the ones you got to worry about are the ones that are going to come in on their sides. And he gets real close to this kid and puts his fingers up right by the kid's face. And he's like, and he starts talking, and he's like, first... They're going to go for your gut or maybe your leg to incapacitate you. Maybe spill your guts. And then 
and he's got the claw and he's, he's just ripping it over this kid, not actually touching the kid, but he's, he's just kind of making the motions and it's very jerky and very kind of scary for, especially if you're a kid. Yep. All right, he's an adult, and he's got a hook. Yep. <laughs> he's going to fuck me up, right? Right. Okay. And then when he finishes it all out, you know, after they do the pincer move, because you got distracted from the one in front of you, the two on the side come and get you. All right, he's talking about the pack mentality. Yeah. And at the very end, he's like, you're very much alive when they start eating you. And that's when the kid, just you can see him just drop a load, right? <laughs> right there. Yeah. Great scene. Sam Neill did great doing it. Um, but that kind of sets up his character for what his character arc is supposed to be in the rest of the movie. Right. He doesn't get along with kids. He's going to have to be with kids for 90% of the rest of the right. movie. Um, but it was still a, one of the greatest scenes, and I laughed. I just kept laughing because it was funny. Um, but then you get to, uh, what do you call it? Well, I can't remember. You said he was an unsung hero, got killed because he was a voice of reason. Oh, yeah, name? Muldoon. Muldoon. Yeah. Muldoon's hunting the raptor, and he's been watching these raptors, and he, he seems to know how they operate. How did he not know there was going to be one coming to the side? Because plot. Uh, I, that, that's I one of the things God, that bothered me. You can sum up three quarters of every Jurassic Park movie by just going, because plot. <laughs> I swear, like, there's no reason these, these decisions... They don't make sense in any case except for greed. But it's like these people don't realize you have to be alive to spend your money. Right. I just don't understand it. Mm, I don't know. It's It was one of the things that aggravated me the most because he, he was definitely one of my favorite characters when I watched it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't, it came out in, what, 93? 93. Yeah. 93. Okay, the no, first Jurassic one. Park, we're talking 93. We're in 2020. We're going to get a sixth Jurassic Park, all yeah. right? So, 93. Let's flash back to 93. I was eight or nine years old. Yep. All right. Six. Uh, <laughs> when, they started, when they started, the dinosaurs started eating people, I couldn't handle it. Had to go see Dennis the Menace. The rest of my family stayed. My dad thinks oh. it's hilarious. He tells this. He says this joke that uh, I got eight at Jurassic Park. Um, yep. I've since then grown up and watched these movies several times now um, and laugh that I got so scared. You know, um, you know what the funny thing is, is like that, like if people compare the movie and the book, there's no comparison. Like everything is different. Hell, Hammond gets killed at the end of the book. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I the, never read the books. Tim and Lex, they get the power back on and they decided to be funny to play a raptor roar over the loudspeakers while he's walking outside and he falls over an embankment and gets killed by this tiny little compasignathus. Oh, yeah. The little bitty ones from what was that? The second yeah. one? Second. Third right. one. Yeah. No, it was the second one. It was the second one. Because they're on the beach. and yeah, yeah, Muldoon survives. The lawyer survives. And he's actually kind of like, he's an ass kicker. The lawyer is an ass kicker. Nice. In the book. Yeah. Right. Dr. Wu, I think, gets killed in the book whenever he's now the series. He's kind of the villain. villain. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of the greedy bastard who knows the technology and is selling it to the highest bidder. So the movie makes changes that work, though. Like... You know, it's funny because Goldblum's character is supposed to die at the end of the first Jurassic yeah. Park book, but then they're like, eh, you know, he turned out to be kind of popular, so let's retcon that and make The Lost World. Right. Like uh, the book and the movie. And you're like, eh. I'm going to say The Lost World was not the worst. No. Not the worst by far. Uh, the, the only part it really seems to go off the rails is the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, the, now you are John Hammond. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't even know what that's meaning. Like, 
is he a crazy psychotic bastard? Is that what John, like, is that what you, you Malcolm's your, saying? You let your prophets overcome the like value of people or something right. like that. <clears throat> Which, okay, I, mean, I granted, can see that. A T Rex roaming around. Was it San Francisco LA. or San Diego? I thought it was L.A. I don't know. Either way, it was cool. in in uh, the Lost World. The T Rex when he gets loose. Are we done with, with San Diego? Was it? I mean, uh, the one thing I will say about the Steven Spielberg. Jurassic Parks is that from a technical standpoint, they were shot magnificently. Yeah. Um, the first Jurassic Park, when you get mostly the perspective of the characters, even in the car attack scene, where you're basically watching it, you know, from Grant's perspective or the kid's perspective, yeah. or even the T-Rex perspective at one point when mm-hmm. it's coming down yeah. on the kids, like, that's brilliant. That's tension. That is, you know shit your pants, you know, terrifying, or it can be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we kind of get that retconned in the in See, uh, the uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World doesn't really... With the really hamster ball. Kind of. The only, the only problem I kind of had with that is I know what they were going for, but it's like, you know, the, the hamster ball doesn't really leave that same... I don't know, I just didn't get the same thing out of it. No, it really didn't. It's I mean, like, it kind of felt like pinball. <laughs> right. Like, the lead-up to that scene kind of killed it for me, I guess. But if they would have had that, like, they could have cut out that whole pinball with Ankylosaurus thing mm-hmm. and then just had the Indominus pick up the hamster ball and start slamming it. Oh, yeah. Because he was already right there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it helped with the tension. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I did find out that they're in San Diego. They go to San Diego. Okay. See, I thought it was San Diego. Yeah, it makes sense because and everything so it makes sense which by the way John Hammond's I think it was John Hammond's like nephew or one of his relatives is the one that gets killed by the T-Rex at the very end he gets stepped on not even get eight no he gets uh, he gets kneecapped by something I can't remember I think it's the mama T-Rex that grabs him by the leg and feeds him to the baby Oh, that's right. Like, or lets him try to crawl off and is like here your turn to hunt Junior like <laughs> yeah it's um I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, anything else about yeah. the first one? Yeah, I don't... It, I mean, the first one was obviously the granddaddy. It's the best one. It, it is. will forever be the best one. Spielberg. Hold my on. my one it. thing about the first one is... Yeah, yeah. If you know that electric fence is out of power, and you hear the sound, and you're too afraid to just jump down, just jump down, because technically that kid should have died. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. He 10, got hit by 10 k. Yeah, yeah. 10,000. So points. that's my only other thing with the first one that was like weird that wasn't explained because had no burn marks on it. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Only thing that was a broken it was a broken foot. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> he was still walking around. There we you go. can go with the epic foreshadowing, I guess, too, <clears throat> which I mentioned when we were talking a little bit before this was the uh, Grant at the very beginning foreshadowing the twist that the dinosaurs with the frog DNA can change their sex so they mm. can still have, mm. you know, babies outside of the cloning chamber mm-hmm. is uh, when he ties the two female ends of the seatbelt together in the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny. <clears throat> like, you know, that's another callback to having a great he director. found like, a way. Yeah. You know, like, two female ends, but he still found the way, life yeah, finds a way. And it proves Jeff Goldblum's point through oh, the yeah. whole thing. And there's that really decent philosophical discussion at dinner, too, with the... He's like, sure, you figured out how you could play God. Your scientists were too obsessed with whether they could. They didn't stop to think whether they should. Right. Yeah. And that then the theme, yeah. there's also that, you know, Hammond still trying to, like, 
think about saving his park at toward, even toward the end of the movie. It was just like, you know, Disney had problems when they first opened Right, up. like he's still trying to pitch this park idea. This it's like, dude, this is a failure. This isn't Mickey Mouse, okay? <laughs> right, yeah. Well, even Jeff Goldblum goes, yeah, but in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the pirates didn't eat the tourists. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which kind of leads into the second one because Hammond, now we find out he has this site B. Right, okay, so we start out... What the hell? Like, you, you know, you've kind of... At the end of the first movie, you hate your own park. Like, you're just like, I'm not going to endorse this anymore. But you're just like, by the way, I'm never going to tell anybody I've got this other secret island full of these guys. Right, things. full mm-hmm. of dinosaurs. And, and then the it kind of, they have to, one, there's that, uh, what was it, the ly- lycazine? Yeah, it's the special protein they have to All feed right. the dinosaurs. So now you got to figure out how, without this uh, chemical or protein or whatever the hell it is, how they survive. Yeah. So what do they do? Oh, they were eating beans. Right. It's like, what? Really? Beans? Okay. Well, you know, to be fair, beans do go well with meat, so the raptors <laughs> right? are I mean, apparently I culinary fucking geniuses, too. They can <laughs> figure out how to open doors <clears throat> and have a nice bean dinner with their, you know, with their freshly murdered, like, compi or T-Rex offspring. Like, I don't oh, know. Man. Or the kid, you know, the people <clears throat> from the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's true. In the very beginning scene, you know, you get the, the people who stop their yacht to go beach, you know, go have a nice picnic on the beach. Right. And then you get the, the little bitty things that all attack the kid, yeah. uh, which was referenced in Mafia. You guys remember that movie? Yeah, I do. <laughs> get off me, you dick. That's my <laughs> spleen, you dick. <laughs> so, okay, so... That brings up also another, like, huge gaping, you know, at this point, Jurassic Park logic is already full of holes. holes. Lots and lots of holes. The gaps in science you don't even have to go into. We all know they should have feathers. <laughs> right. But it's because of the frog DNA that they use that comes off more amphibian. Okay, I'll take that. Um, seriously, when you have such a big change of heart that Hammond does at the end of it, and you don't tell any about your potential murder island... That's somewhere else in the Caribbean just waiting for some dumbass on a yacht who's just like, well, this island looks uncharted. Let's stop here. Like, yeah, there's going to be some problems. Right? Uh, and one thing that I did that does bother me, this island is supposed to be in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. They dock in San Diego. Oh, yeah. It's it's off of... Did they go it's all of, the way around? Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what the hell? Because, yeah, the, the one is off of Costa Rica. I can't remember where the other one's supposed to be exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's the Caribbean. Uh, they, they, I guess they had to take the T-Rex on a tour through the Panama Canal. Right. I mean, they, they kept the T-Rex sedated for, what, half a year while they floated to San Diego? It's enough time for all of them to get back to the mainland. The hunters completely fuck off toward the other side of the country, I'm assuming, because they're nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah, they, they do south quick. Unless they all got eaten on the boat, which, given that the one guy was disappointed that he couldn't bag a bigger T-Rex, I doubt he's on the death list. Right. You know, like... I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who would have died like trying to suplex a raptor if he could have. Right. And then you get... Just for the thrill of the hunt. So, Ian Malcolm, like you were saying, were supposed (laughs) to die at the end of the first movie. Mm. They kept him around. Hollywood likes to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, What was the guy from uh, The Mummy? The, oh, Emotep. No, the Egyptian right. dude. He's yeah. a good guy. You oh, think wait. he's a bad guy at first, and he's a good guy. 
I know you're talking about. <clears throat> I can't. I can't remember his name. I can't either. Uh, my mom was in love with him. The actor's name is Oded Fair. Yes, but I cannot remember his character's name for the life of me. I can't either. Uh, I knew exactly. But anyway, he was supposed to die in the Mummy, and yeah. everybody loved him so much. At the very end, he shows back up. Right. Kind of did that with Malcolm. Malcolm stayed alive, and uh, it was good to see. You know, you got to see that pose from the pop figures. Yep. Ian Malcolm, you know, just Jeff Goldblumen. That. Yeah, uh, that sex symbol, oh, yeah. bloom right there. But he's got the blood and all that. And I'd almost forgot that's where that came from. Yeah, was, you know, here he is. He's been chewed on by a T-Rex. He's been thrown by a T-Rex. And he's just still laying there like he is Burt Reynolds on the bearskin rug. Yeah. You know? He does have a really good monologue in the book that basically is just like talking about the end of the planet, but he's basically like, the planet will never end. Earth will shrug us off. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, life will continue. Life always finds a way to come back. There will always be something. Yeah. That, you know, it's just like, we're just having the arrogance of man trying to save ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, we got... And I like I said, I was only half paying attention to the lost world today. Um <laughs> I can't remember why Hammond wants Malcolm to go to the island to, to save my life. I can't either. But Malcolm finds out his old lady's there, hmm. and he's like, now this is a rescue mission. And Hammond, just being the jackass and, and egotistical bastard he is, he needed six people, and he needed Ian Malcolm to go. Right. And he, as Malcolm's walking out to go do this, Hammond counts off on his fingers. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's like, I did it. It's like, how many times are you going to get bamboozled by John Hammond? Right at this point. That Scottish bastard's tricky. I wouldn't even trust a Christmas card from that. Right? Like, no. It's from who? Throw that thing away. Right? He'd be like, I put anthrax in the envelope. No. (laughs) Just to see what would happen. God damn it, John. Like, we've been over this. I'm not a mad scientist, but I have the money to back the mad scientists. Uh, I do say this. I will say this about mad scientists. They look like they're having the most fun. All right. All the mad scientists, they're all in love with their work. Their work is everything. And as long as they get to do their work, they don't care. It is they're having a blast. And B.D. Wong, his yep. young ass in the first movie, is definitely the mad scientist. Oh, God, yeah. He gets more mad as it goes. Because I think it was he was only in the first one until the Jurassic World, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. Where, where well, they decided to make him the villain. Right, and he's a good villain. He's pulling it off. Which, truthfully, in rewatching Jurassic World, he's really not even a villain in that movie, necessarily. It's not until the next one that he turns into the villain. Yeah, he has that... He has that point in the movie where he's like, I was just following your orders to right. the CEO. And you're just- he says the memo, what was it? Uh, more yeah. teeth make it scarier. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember that whole monologue he does. Yeah, so, just like, so, and it clearly shows that as a scientist, he is kind of crazy. He's He doesn't care. He's extremely he was, good at his job, but he sucks at it, too. I wouldn't say yeah. he was crazy. I think that he, it shows that he eventually got a, a god complex. Because oh, here so. he That's is creating all these creatures, and they're telling him, hey, we want this design, and all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'll give you that, but I'm going to make it better and more lethal. Yeah. And I think that's, that. that is, I think the storyline show where 
he started as as a as a young geneticist. Yeah. And just I'm following our orders. And then it skips on, and he's still a geneticist, but he's starting to play with everything. Even though they, they asked for something on, on, on the list, yeah. he starts to play with it. And then the final one, the final Jurassic, the current Jurassic Park, he's like, I'm God. I do what I want to oh, do. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. just make these creatures just, you know. Yeah, so. There's that moment <clears throat> in Jurassic World where James confronts him. He's just like, people are dead. And he goes, well, that's unfortunate. Pretty much, yeah. And then he just like, so why did you give it capabilities to... Camouflage. It's like, well, we use we buffer fish DNA. Yeah. And he's clearly like, oh, I didn't think of that. And then he just goes, so why was it able to block out our thermal imaging? He goes, it did. And you're like, yeah. Come on, dude. Like, <laughs> it did what now? Like, you didn't think of that shit. And he immediately has an explanation for it. So you're like, are you just playing dumb? Or pretty much. You- I, that's what I got from him. Yeah. He was just I, playing dumb. By the way, that's his favorite line. It did. Because remember in the last in Jurassic um, in Fallen Kingdom when um, he said I need I need the uh, I need Blue's um, blood yeah. and she's like it's it's contaminated. He's like what you telling me? He's like, he's like I made this creature perfect. I made it. And she's like well I had to do a, an infusion with um, T Rex blood. He's like you did you did what? Right. You did what? <laughs> well, that's because Buffalo Bill shot it. <laughs> yep. Right. Wasn't that the case? It's just like I, you know, before he got. Bugs Bunny hoodwinked by the Indoraptor. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the, the names of these things. The Indominus Rex. The Indoraptor. All right. We're jumping ahead. We're yeah, still yeah. on Lost World. Uh, so let's get, let's bring in some <clears throat> of the new characters. Uh, so we got Malcolm. Yep. Hammond's shown up. Kid gets almost et by the little things. Right. All right. Then the whole reason Malcolm goes off to the second island is uh, Julianne Moore's character, yes. Sarah Harding, uh, who is a photographer. I mean, she's Why the hell are you sending a photographer? Because he sent Vince Vaughn with her. That's ultimate, like... Vince Vaughn and his His character Nick. gets zero development, even though he's the one who has the skill set that he even says at one point, Hammond sent me as an insurance policy. I'm like, for What? I still don't know. Right, you don't like, have any guns. Like, you're not going to, like... I, I almost got the sense that he was, like, an eco-terrorist. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. almost got the sense that he did, like, eco-terrorism. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe that's why... I still don't know, because the plot of the second one is so convoluted. It's, yeah, it's kind of scattershot every now and then, too. The, it has some really cool moments. Like when they're walking through that field of tall grass and you see the raptor tails oh, popping yeah, up that's as awesome. people go under. That, that is awesome. Yeah. And the movie is good until we get to San Diego yeah, from the Caribbean. Where, from fucking reason. Yeah, where in the world is Tyrannosaurus San Diego? Right. God. I mean, even that point where the kid's like, the dog's gone. Just like, oh, and then you see like the fucking chain dangling out of the T-Rex's right. mouth with the doghouse <laughs> swinging from it. You know, that kind of stuff. Didn't need to happen. We could have easily cut it out there. By the way, I mean, we throw a shit fit for a lot of things to get brought to the American mainland. You're telling me that the public was like, eh, you know, Tyrannosaurus, why not? Right? Like, I don't know. I seem like there has to be this huge underground, like, black market kind of conspiracy type thing going where everything's hush-hush. Because, I mean... There's no way the United States would be like, oh, you want to bring a T-Rex that you genetically engineered to the mainland? Well, here's okay. the thing. They even show you the actual park it's supposed to go in. 
at one point. I remember like Jurassic Park San Diego gates. Oh yeah. From what I do remember that. Yeah, and I'm kind of sitting there thinking like, okay, if a lion escapes the zoo, that's one thing. You could easily see that going down Fifth Avenue. It's not to say you can't easily see a T-Rex. The only difference is the average person can probably get away from a lion in their car. Right. Or just get in their car. A T-Rex can clock 35 miles an hour, and that fucker in gridlock is going to just stomp those cars like it's monster truck season. It's Godzilla. Yeah. Like, now it's it's Truckosaurus. Like, that's exactly... Like, we're, that's what we're going off of. Like, there's no smart... Listen, that scene, though, where they put the T-Rex in the middle of L.A. was the best scene for all B-rated sci-fi flicks, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> the CP true. channel made tons of movies where they put dinosaurs in cities. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, as a matter of fact... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sci-fi. Definitely yes. early sci-fi movie. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that one we were talking about with... Uh, uh, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark, behind the Jurassic. Uh, well, I some, can't something or other. Jurassic Attack, or is that no? That's not. That's a different one. It has to. Uh, uh, I it's will, bother I mean, me now. The wonders of modern technology. IMDb at your hands. Yeah, that's true. Let's <laughs> see, Amelia. So yeah, basically, there, there's nothing smart about that, Hotness. and it takes. Julianne Moore and Jeff Goldblum in a convertible driving with that baby T-Rex back to the boat it came on before Julianne Moore, I think, tranks it, the big mama T-Rex, before they're able Something to, along those mm, lines. Like yeah. I said, I didn't finish it. They, like, people are getting ready to kill it, which is a logical thing to do at this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, nope, sorry, put it back to sleep, back in the boat. You know, somebody called PETA, everybody's going to be mad in the morning, but this by thing's way, not a threat anymore. Which, by the way... <laughs> There's a few points like, what the hell killed the sailors on that boat? It wasn't the T Rex. Right, the T Rex didn't kill them. Because the T Rex couldn't fit in the freaking bridge. Right. Like, right. It, like the, you see that one, there's like a hand hanging on the steering wheel. I'm like, right. so I kind of like, is there a raptor that. Maybe the little things yeah, got on there and ate up everybody while they were sleeping? Say, yeah. I guess so, but that one guy clearly died at the wheel. Like, he's like, I'm not leaving my post. Oh, no yeah, matter his arms what. hanging there. Yeah. Did they ever explain what happened to the the, um, the spitters? Um, oh, the Dilophosaurus? Yeah, because I, I, really. no. I, I didn't see them in the second one. They um, didn't see They weren't in the second one as far as I know. We just saw the one yeah. that ate Newman. Right. Yeah, the one that, went, um, that got all peacocking before it ate him. Just the... Yeah. Yeah, the big... It was making fun of Newman. It was fun, though. Like, I, I did <laughs> enjoy watching it eat Newman. Yeah. It was sure. making fun of Newman the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Like, hey, you think I'm a dumb... Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's like... Who's stupid now? Right, because he even says, Newman even says, uh, no wonder I'm going to run you over when I get this thing down. Uh, and uh, he never got that chance. Yeah. You know, thanks spit on him the first time and hit him in the shirt, so it didn't really kind of do anything, and then it got him in the eyes, and as far as I know, that was supposed to be poison, so Newman shouldn't even have been able to see to get back into the Jeep. Oh, yeah. And then he gets in, and the thing has somehow managed to go around him and get in first, and it eats him. Oh, whatever. You know, yeah. I, I hope in the future installment they bring that one, the spitters back because they didn't explain what happened to it. But no, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead a little bit, but yeah. no, I mean, that's no, no, <laughs> it's actually, I mean, there's some species we never see again, like, and then uh, Jurassic Park 3 shoehorns one in because apparently oh, you can't merchandise T Rex toys enough, right? Uh, yeah, Spinosaurus, bullshit. <laughs> Although apparently has a stomach thin enough that you can hear a satellite phone ring through it. 
Triassic Attack. That's that's close. Yeah, yes. that is what Amelia Clark was in. Yes. Triassic Attack. Like I'm thinking of. Yeah, it sounds horrible. I watched it. It was. It's B movie gold. Let's just. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a B movie <coughs> fan. I love Bruce Campbell. Oh, um, yeah. And I I will watch whatever that man does. The man with the screaming brain. Uh, they call me Bruce. Bubba Hotep. Great movies, all of them, all horrible movies. Just so bad, they're they're good. Yeah. Um, so, are we done with the Lost World then? Like, I mean, honestly, I think so because I it was it, Gold Bloomy was far less. Or sorry, Gold Bloom was far less Gold Bloomy in that one. Uh, but it was still yeah managed to be the coolest guy on screen. So my last comment on, on Lost World is the Screaming Hunter. I don't know how much money he got paid to just sit there and be like, ah, as he gets eaten. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, if you I was that. anybody, if I was any actor, I would have, that's easy money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they had the, what was it, uh, that one guy, don't go into the tall grass while everybody's <clears throat> running into yep. the tall grass. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not going. I've seen this movie. I'm not going in there. I'll, I'll go around. Y'all get it. Okay. I'm going to go that way. There's one death that I definitely call issue with. It's when they hide in that under that waterfall or whatever in that cave when the T-Rex is after him. Yes. And they know the T-Rex is out there waiting for him. And that one guy has a snake crawl down his shirt and he goes, oh, shit. And then he walks right out of the waterfall. You're right. Like, that was so dumb. It's like uh, they did that on uh, Almost Heroes, that Chris <laughs> Farley movie, one of yeah. the last ones he did. It's like the bears in the camp. He's like, my nose itches. I don't know what's worse, the bear of my nose. And he scratches his nose, the bear sees him, the bear attacks, the bear's worse, the bear's worse. <laughs> it's like, I'd shake my chance with the snake because yeah. at least I know if the snake bites me, it's going to might be poisonous, but I ain't going to get it. You yeah. know? Yeah, right. yeah, that might be death as opposed to absolute death. Yeah. I mean, people are dying left and right, and he just has like the... The dumb blonde moment almost. Like, yeah. It's really awful. Oh, snake, I'm going to run out to where the T-Rex can aid me. I mean, to be fair, it was a danger noodle. It was it was definitely a nope rope. A nope like, rope. It was, uh, yeah, I, okay, so, yeah, I guess moving on to. The worst one, I think. Can we all agree that the three was the worst one? It killed this franchise until I, the lost, uh, the uh, Jurassic World. I can, yes. I can agree. Yes. And. Uh, with apologies to Sam Neill because right, he deserves like, I, so much better. He does. He really does. I, I do have to say, um, with Jurassic Park three, it, it it had good it had good moments, yeah. and and, yeah. and my hero in that whole movie was um, William H Macy. Oh, that that's that was my hero in that movie because there there are plenty of times early on when William H Macy should have his his character Paul Kirby should have died. Yeah, Kirby should have died. Oh yeah, absolutely. He oh, yeah, absolutely. But he he saw he became the MacGyver. Okay, he was the I MacGyver know, yeah. of that movie. That's true. I can see that, yeah. <clears throat> well, what's funny is, like, up until, like, Shameless, William H. Macy really played the same character in every movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about him in Pleasantville. I also think about Where's him. Where's my dinner, you know? I also think about him in Fargo. He was that clueless. Yeah, just kind yeah. of a haphazard dumbass, yeah. almost, you know? Uh, Which, between him and his and Tia Leone in Jurassic Park 3, his wife... Haphazard dumbass. It's really hard to call who was winning that fight. Right. Like they immediately. You know what is it, Grant? They 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 trick Grant into just doing a flyover. He's yeah. just trying to get money. So Grant looks like he's falling yeah. on hard times. 
Uh, John Hammond probably has no money. Yeah, he wants his, uh, he wants so, to fund his dig site. So yeah, he's trying to fund this dig site, and so he agrees to. He pretends like he knows something about the second island, and well, he's being no, tricked. It's yeah they they talk about uh, they they fly over the other island. He's like, so you know about Isla Sorna, right? And he's like, no, I know Isla Nublar. You fucking idiot. <laughs> like there's right. Yeah, there's that moment where they're like, nope, you completely got the island wrong. I don't know anything about this. We're all screwed. Right, but he's trying to save it. So he's still kind of pretending like he knows a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't think they're going to land. He thinks it's supposed to be a flyover tour and easy money. Yeah. Um, little does he know, William H. Macy and Taylor Leone's son is stranded on this island, maybe. Right. right. I mean, honestly, if it were my kid, yeah, I'd want to hope – for the best, I hope that he's alive, and I, if I had the money to go do it, I'd go do it. But I, I mean, one kid versus an island of man-eating dinosaurs. So I don't have high hopes. Here's the best part about this movie: is that it's a comedy of errors for everyone involved. Absolutely. Grant gets bamboozled by William H Macy. William H Macy gets bamboozled by the mercenaries who aren't really mercenaries, right? Like uh, the Bojangles from yeah. uh, the Green Mile. I can't. He's like, his hey, name. we've we've never done this before either. Just like what? It's like, yeah. Good to know. Everybody is basically screwing over everybody else in this movie. Yeah, and then Grant's assistant is it's, kind of. He kind of fucks all of them. Right, he does. He takes, he steals the damn uh, raptor eggs. Because it would be worth enough to fund their dig site, like, almost indefinitely. It's like, yeah, but then you have, you basically sold somebody a live raptor as an exotic pet, you dumbass. That's stupid, you know. Like, yeah, I and, and if they just want to keep the egg as a keepsake, but even at that, that's a short shelf life. Right. Like, Oh, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll get be to that. It'd be better if you just want to have it as a keepsake. You'd be better just to go find a fossil out of it. We'll get to that dipshit later because <laughs> he... Oh, God, that movie just pisses me off thinking about it. And I had a feeling when I saw it, because like we were saying, I saw it in the I saw it in the dollar theater. Hmm. And I had a feeling the first time I saw it, I was like, everybody else has like that comeback moment. Like yes. Malcolm, come back. Uh I just had this weird feeling. I was like, why do I feel like he's not dead? Yeah. Like, the way he died, you didn't actually get to see it. And I'm just like, I have this weird feeling that he's still alive. You know, there's always the, like, the characters usually die because of their mistakes. It's like classic horror movie or just any movie hubris. You know, like, they they died because this is what they did wrong. Right, exactly. This movie has zero consequence for Billy. Oh, absolutely not. None. None. I don't like, even think he has a scrape. He gets carried away by a fucking pterodactyl and then meets them at the beach somehow <laughs> later. Just like, oh, no, they just kind of sat me down. I just walked here. Like, nothing. Nothing wrong. A pterodactyl almost ate your face, and you have no, not even a scratch to show for it. Yeah. That's weird. Right. I don't know if he meets them there, the, the army that shows up on the beach ready to do some dinosaur fighting. Let, that's something else we haven't talked about is the, the kind of like we it, they showed up and just the logo showed up at the end of the first one. Yeah. But they're kind of like the evil organization, the engine. Yeah, they're uh, they're the umbrella. Like, yeah, they're definitely an umbrella-esque company or something. Uh, and I can even see them in the in the Dominion there being a fucking zombie dinosaur just because it why not? I hope not. You know? I don't know where the hell they're going to go with the new one. But so, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I I got to mention, it took me three tries to watch Jurassic Park 3 all the way through. 
Like I said, I saw it several times. The, um, the first time I actually turned it off was during that dream sequence on the plane, wherever they're just like, Alan, and he looks over, and it's William H. Macy's like character with a raptor head, and you're just like, that's the best point where I'm just like, nope. Like, <laughs> this is them. Yeah. Just like, you gotta understand, they have, to, they have to talk about the pterodactyls, because... Yeah. In all the movies up to that point, there was you, you saw pterodactyls, but you never got the you know they, there yeah. was no cameo, a long cameo on pterodactyls. So right, like, pterodactyls. So they they <clears> had <throat> that in the dream sequence. I just noped right the fuck out of it. Like I'm you know okay we're done we're done here. I don't need this. And then the second time I made it all the way up to the uh, let's parachute through the pterodactyl nest. And at that <laughs> point I'm like, all right. When did this one come out? We did this. 2001. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Did, yeah, we, wow. Oh, we, my God. Yeah. It was we that did, bad for 01. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we did man. this, it was too. Only, it was only an hour. It's, it's the shortest Jurassic Park film yet. Is it, it was like an it? hour and 34 minutes. 32 minutes, minutes yeah. Like, an hour and, and 32. And, and everything else was like, has been like two hours and four minutes. At, yeah, at, yeah at like, like, I held on <clears> through the satellite phone in the stomach, and then about the point when they just start, you know, paragliding. I mean, I loved the kid. The kid was in something else. Hmm. Who was that kid? Uh, Trevor Morgan, I think. Yeah, he he was in. Yep. That's I'm it. trying to think what he was in before this awful awful abomination. I don't remember. Uh, but it seemed like he was a like a dickhead kid or something. But I remember him from something else. Uh, let's see. Oh, good old IMDb. Yep. Let's I see. Where's this kid? He was okay. in the Patriot. Oh, he yeah, he was. I remember. He was, he was also in the Sixth Sense. Wait, uh, really? Yeah, Sixth that's what it says. Damn. I don't know which guy he was. I'm Probably some dick. How does it feel to be in one of the only good Shyamalan movies? Um, he was in Genius <gasps> in '99. He was I said in Genius. One of the only ones. I think he was like a main character in Genius in '99. That's maybe where you saw him at. Oh, it Is could it? be Genius. Whatever. Genius. Yeah. No, I feel like it's something else. I, yeah, I, okay, like, oh, there's some, the Spinosaurus, I have a problem with. The Spinosaurus. Okay, yeah, the big, huge thing. I did, like. Versus yeah, I mean, versus the T-Rex, they clearly did that because they're like, toys! Exactly, uh, they, what do they call it in the industry? It's a uh, uh, toy-centric, toy, yeah, toy-netic, something, they have a term for it where they can merchandise off of something. Power Rangers is yeah. horrible oh, with it. Uh, so when it snaps the T-Rex's neck, I'm just like, all right, bullshit. Like there's this, that, like, you know, conceivably, I guess it can win a fight. But at the same time, I'm like, come on. Like, you know, the, you're going with our, I don't mind a series evolving. You could have the Spinosaurus and the T-Rex fucking things up for everybody. But the Spinosaurus seems to have this unnatural ability to track them all over the Right, island. like it seems to just hone in on them. Like, it's the Indominus Rex. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's where they got the damn idea for the Indominus Rex. And I think it was the Sixth Sense that we're talking about okay. this kid, because he was kind of the bully dickhead kid. Yeah. I, I think that's I remember right. him now. He was, uh, he kind of bullied uh, the, the Icy Dead People kid. Yeah. Um, Haley Joel Osment. That guy. Uh, I get him and the one that played the first Anakin Skywalker. Uh, oh, Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. I get those two confused. Neither of them grew into very attractive people. Like, Jake Lloyd to looks... Be, to be fair, Star Wars ruined Jake Lloyd's life. I'm positive. <laughs> it really did. I'm he got positive. He got 
like made fun of so relentlessly by critics, fans, and people at school that it just fucking killed any enthusiasm. I think he's he had. in stuff though. What was it, Jake Lloyd? Yeah, it, I mean he he was. I don't know if he still is, but like I can definitely tell you he hates oh, no, Star that's not Wars. Who I'm thinking of at all. Okay. And I can definitely tell you he hates the hell out of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I do remember... Oh, wow, we're off topic real bad. Yeah. The kid from uh, the other movie. Yeah. Uh, I did like some of the things that he did, like with the, the T-Rex piss. That oh, was yeah. funny. Oh, he yeah. was incredibly... He was a great survivalist. I yeah. mean, that kid could survive. I sort of wish that um, Chris Pratt's character was him. Oh, um, yeah. Right? Like, that would have been fun. It, I mean, because I was, I was talking, you know, with, with, my, uh, with my kids... And I was like, man, I wish that was Chris. I, that make, he makes me think that was Chris Pratt, Pratt you know, when he was when he was a kid. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that would have made at least an interesting dynamic of tie the old ones to the new ones, because um, we don't have in the Jurassic World. There's no holdovers. Yeah, I think they did with the, the little DNA, Mister DNA, from the very first movie. I yes. think he was in that, and uh, talk. They they used some of the footage from that. Um, I, they did call back to John Hammond because I think they had a statue of Hammond. Something like that. Or some something like that. Um, but, I don't know. It, it, mm, yeah. We're getting there. We're so, getting there. I'm, at this point, I'm kind of having, this is where you start to see this trend come up from what I can remember in Jurassic Park movies of the dinosaurs having powers but conveniently losing them because right. plot. Plot. Yeah, that stupid word. So here's plot. so in the first <clears throat> Jurassic Park, we can tell that raptors can open doors, they can think, they can rationalize. Yeah, they're problem solvers. They're expert hunters, including how they pin down the group in the visitor center at the end. So in Jurassic Park three they set traps, which is kinda cool. They're trying to get their egg back. As right. soon as they hand the egg back, they're you know, okay, whatever. Yeah, they just kinda deuce out. Yeah. However, they get fooled by a 3D printed neck bone that one <laughs> blows through like it's a magical fucking conch shell. Oh, I mean, it's, it's the just, Ocarina of Time as far as anything's concerned. Right. Say, no. At that point, yeah, he played the Song of Time, and that block just moved out of their way. Oh like, yeah. Oh. That was uh, that was funny. Uh, they yeah. use it several times too. Yeah, and like just, he uses it several times throughout that movie, and you think maybe after the first time they kind of get it. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah, just like, hey, what's that sound? It sounds like one of our guys. All right, let's all go check on it. Leave these guys alone. Right, like, we're going to stop our hunt because we think we hear something that sounds like us. Yeah. Or was it was it a raptor thing or was it a T-Rex? I can't it was remember. a raptor thing. It was a raptor Because it was, it was uh, Grant. Grant printed yeah. it out in the very beginning of the movie. Right. Um, and I think he was doing a demonstration of, of what they might sound like mm. or what they're supposed to sound like. And mm-hmm. I don't know why he thought they might sound like this because he knows what they sound like from the first movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which I don't know. I didn't like Grant on Harder Times. Yeah. As far as, like, because he's supposed to be the expert in his field. Yeah, and he spends half the movie like trying to tell everybody to just quit being stupid. He turns into that voice of reason to a certain degree, and even to the point where he's, you know, it's that moment where he finds out Billy stole the egg, where he just has that look like, you know, what you are we going to do? If fucking idiots. Yeah, where he's just like, I'm going to slap the shit out of you after right. this is over. But then it's if just we like, make this out alive, you're dying. <laughs> yeah, he brings the egg, where he's just like, well, what are they going to do if we, if they, uh, find us with it. He goes, what do you think they're going to do if they find us without it? Well, 
I, clearly we figured out if you don't, they'll just go fucking look elsewhere. Right. Yes. You know, like if you hand it back to them, they're like, no, we're cool now. Right. Like uh, that was the weirdest thing is like, I really, that just did not sell to me that the, the Raptors are just good with getting the egg back. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still going to eat me. Yeah. Whether I give them the egg back or not, I'm at, uh, yeah. So once again, it has that convenient, like these dinosaurs shed characteristics as the plot yeah, requires. Plot. Well, we also got to understand they, they, they want you to, to, to notice how human like the Raptors were. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want, I think that they, comes into play in the next one. Yeah. Definitely. But I, I think, I think also you see, cause you already know they're smart creatures from, from the original, from the original. Yeah. And then as they as each movie comes out and you deal with the Raptors, you learn that they're actually they remember that they do react sort of like a like a, a, a human would or or maybe yeah. a, an animal that's pretty intelligent, like a wolf or maybe a uh, something with sentience. Yeah, something with sentience. Okay. Thank you. That was the word I was trying to search for. Sentience. <laughs> but yeah, they the Raptors have sort of a human quality and and yeah. I that's a good point. I might have let my passionate hatred for this movie <laughs> blind me to certain aspects. No, of three it. was horrible. Oh, no, three, yeah, we, I think we agreed, we agreed when we started that three was the worst. Yeah. Um, it, mm, more people should have died. There should have been less survivors. Oh, yeah. One of the parents, I think, should have gone. Oh, yeah, I, I know who I'd nominate for that. I'd almost wait, nominate Macy. See, because was, there's no other females and you have to have a female survivor. That's true. That is that's so. Tia Leone wins just for being a girl. The point that had me like I was kind of rooting for the dinosaurs throughout a lot of that movie. Like, there's that point where she's yelling over the mega the megaphone. Right. They just kept doing dumber yeah. and dumber shit as the movie went on. Like, they get out the plane and start immediately screaming. Yeah, and I'm you know at that point I'm like okay, she and I don't think her character really gets the development. To wise up through the movie. Yeah, not really. She's kind of the to be fair, blonde idiot. Sort to of be throughout fair, the movie. no one really does. No, not at all. I mean, Grant, he's the voice of reason, but nobody's listening to him. Right. They're like character development, not pterodactyls. Yeah, like, right. Plot. <laughs> right. Like, we'll just give these people plot armor and we're going through. Who directed that god awful? I have. I, because no I feel like we should be ripping him or her. Probably a him back in 01. But see, it's kind of funny because, yeah, it definitely wasn't Spielberg. Uh, A lot of these problems seem to carry over into every installment. That Joe Johnson. Why does that name sound familiar? I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty, you know. Uh, He directed. It's it's the first Avenger. Okay. Yep. Captain America, the See, first Avenger. I knew you were going to say something good. <laughs> like, right, he did direct something good. The Rocketeer, which was panned. Everybody hated yeah, that Yeah, I know. I don't know. I remember being a kid and loving that movie, but at the time, I didn't know what a bad movie was. Yeah. I See, know? I can remember watching that again years later and being like, oh, wow, what did I? Oh, he did that god-awful Nutcracker where they tried to, like, live action and actually make it relevant. That people. Nutcracker in the Four Realms or yeah. whatever. So. Yep, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. He directed okay. that. And I haven't seen that, but I just heard it. I know. I turned it off. I know. I have no idea. Hidalgo, that was a good one. Yeah, that was all right. I like that. So he's done some decent things. He's just not, uh, what do they call it? Not uh, consistent. 
miss. He doesn't have. He's yeah. He's a very but hit and miss director. You know, Jurassic Park three had a lot of those. The original Jumanji had a lot of those. That movie was amazing. Had a lot of those moments where you're just kind of sitting there, and it's kind of like when you're at Thanksgiving and a relative you weren't expecting to be there and hoping wasn't to be there walks in, and you're like, ah, god damn it. Oh, I've had that before. There's a lot of moments like that, just in that movie alone, though. We're just like, yeah, god damn it. Right, like it's. It's like, I, I don't know because the the third one, like he like he said, that it was the shortest one. Uh-huh. It was definitely the most rushed. Yeah. Definitely a cash grab. Right. Um, I do feel like about that time, Sam Neill was kind of on a downslide. Yeah, he hit real big with the Jurassic Park, and then like we talked about last week, uh, Merlin. Right. And, you know he he did uh, Event Horizon, but none of those really hit like Jurassic Park did. Oh right? yeah. Even though he's a great actor. Um, and I think he might have just needed some money. You know, it's like Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage does all these awful movies because he's got too many damn kids. Uh, and too many IRS tax liens. Tax liens and alimonies. Yeah. Daybreak? Daybreak? Yeah. Oh, Daybreakers. That one in, with Ethan Hawke. He was and, in Daybreak. Yeah, that was that vampire movie. Yeah. Um, that wasn't too long ago. It's like 2010. So all right, never mind. So it was. Same deal? Yeah, yeah, he was in it. For some reason, I was thinking Nicolas Cage, Daybreaker. Yeah. No, although, I've only seen parts of that, although and I, I can, just vaguely remember him now. I can say any vampire movie with Nicolas Cage in it, I'd watch out of just sheer curiosity. Right? I mean, what was the? Didn't they? Didn't he do a witch one? Did a witch hunter one or something uh, like that? And then uh, Season of the Witch with Ron Perlman. Oh shit! Him and Ron Perlman are the main characters. Gotta go hunt some witches. Yeah. Oh, witches. Fuck. Uh, Bad <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I I think we can jump into Jurassic World from here, though. Jurassic World. Um, uh, probably the most relevant to time, I yeah. guess. And the one thing I'll say about Jurassic World is it is wildly overrated. You see, I like Jurassic World. See, I, I did too the first time I saw it, and then I go back and watch it a few more times. And, and start I'm punching like, holes. The nostalgia glasses, I took them off. Ah, okay. And Maybe I, that's my problem, is I still have the nostalgia glasses on. I, I watch it. Again. Because, okay, I mean, first off, you can clearly tell nobody learned any lessons from any of the previous films. But it acts like it sets up like they did. Yeah. Because here we are. I don't think we get a time of how long the park's been open. Right. No, we don't. But... It's been open for some time because they say they started out with just X amount of so, of uh, terrariums I mean, or whatever the hell they yeah, the uh, movie uh, attractions. even starts off with a meta commentary of itself where it's like, let's face it, no one's impressed by dinosaurs anymore. You're right. Like, I mean, kind I don't of, know. I'd be impressed as hell with dinosaurs. I mean, I wasn't, one, you know? I wasn't impressed with some of the effects you guys used in that movie because at certain points, Jurassic Park 1 looks better. I, I will agree with that. It came out in 93, and it looks better. Like, um, well, that was practical, the practical effects. Oh, yeah. You they know, had a few you, practical effects. In I know with some of the raptors, some of the raptors were practical. Uh, I don't know if the T-Rex was at all. No. Indominus, I don't think, was practical. No, nope. um, for a lot of reasons, actually. I know some of the flying ones, because they weren't all pterodactyls. They were some, no, some of those were those weird, like... I almost looked like pelicans, but with I had, teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, like they had a bulldog head almost. Right, like yeah, those were weird. Jolly motherfuckers they were. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. 
All right, so let, we'll, we'll just jump into it. We do get, we know we're introduced to a whole new cast of characters. Yeah. All right, we've got Bryce Dallas Howard's very uptight, definitely stick up her ass, doesn't see anything but numbers and money and people. Yes. She, now, is, even, she doesn't even really she see the people. She is the stereotypical career woman. Oh, she, yeah. She ain't got no time for a family. She ain't worried about that because she like, wants to make money. It's like that family guy joke. I'm going to show you how all your problems can be solved by my penis. Um, yeah, pretty, like she is quite literally. It's just every stereotype of a career. Like, there's a certain part of me that feels like Jurassic World doesn't like women to a certain degree. Uh, no, I could agree with that. That <clears throat> she was the only real strong woman. I mean, the nanny babysitter's yeah. assistant. Yeah, the one who organizes everything for her and was clearly a career-driven woman herself. Right. She got eight. Yeah, I so wasn't actually upset. Yeah. We're getting, uh, <clears throat> Katie McGrath. Yeah. Katie yeah. McGrath. Yeah, uh, and you said she's <laughs> she's, she's Lena Luther on Super on Supergirl okay. on CW. So Lena, see, I'm you know more about Supergirl than I do because I can't get through. I can barely get through the crossover episodes of Supergirl. Um, I just I don't like it. It's it's I don't know. I think it tries too hard, but that's just me. Like I said, I like Batwoman. Batwoman, I loved it. Right. But so, off topic, Jurassic sorry. World has its main advantage in the fact that you actually get to see what a fully functioning park would look like. I did like that. That was really cool. You actually get to see how it's going to work and how it works and what they do. Uh, And then you also have what looks like tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people that are tourists on this park. So we're already ramped up because we know what's coming. Something's going to get out. That's how it works. This is a Jurassic Park slash world movie. Yeah. Something's getting out and eating people. There's still a few functional security questions that I kind of have, especially with the Mosasaurus, the one that eats the Great White, jumps out of the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing could clearly leap up and just eat that trainer. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, not even trainer. You can't. I'm sure she doesn't get in the water with it and grab onto its fin, but it... You know, like... The presenter, I guess? Yeah, like it could clearly leap out of there and just wipe out the crowd if it wanted to. Absolutely. But um, apparently a great white will satisfy your appetite. There you go. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, you know, it's, it's big enough. I guess a 2,000-pound shark could be a pretty satisfying meal. You know, or at least an appetizer. Right. Um, so we, who else did we get? We get, I can't even remember uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's no. name. And good nod there to, you know, the... I don't know the Trinity. The yeah, you got right Spielberg and hell, who so. else is the greats from back in the day? Yeah, Spielberg. He's the only one crossing my mind right now. Oh, all the greats back in the day, like Coppola, Spielberg. Yes, Coppola, Spielberg, Scorsese. So, all those guys. Scorsese. That came around. Well, you got a Howard, Ron Howard. I don't know why I was blanking Bryce, on yes. Ron Howard. Well, I mean, hell, it's his daughter. I should have got that one. Right. Uh, Howard. So you got Ron Howard's daughter, who is. Amazing. She's a great actress. She is. Um, probably the worst pick for Gwen Stacy I've ever seen. But yeah. uh, That wasn't the only problem with that movie, though. She would have been a better Mary Jane. <laughs> also true. Um, and a much better pick over Kristen, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, but I'm, we'll, we'll save Spider-Man for later, uh, for another day. So you get Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, she's very attractive. I've always thought Bryce Dallas Howard was gorgeous. Mm. Um, I'll agree with that. She's very gorgeous, but she's kind of the first female lead that we get that comes around again. Because Laura Dern, 
Yeah. We see the cameo of her in three. Because I'm sure she was smart enough to have read that script and be like, nah. But still <laughs> smart enough to do a cameo and take a paycheck. Exactly. Um, we don't ever see Julianne Moore again. Um, we get, so we kind of, we start, we're starting from the ground up. We got a new billionaire who's taken over John Hammond's dream. Who actually seems to really care about the animals. Right. And the park. He really does. Like he. He's still a very goofy, eccentric billionaire. He's very, uh, what am I thinking? Elon Musk. Not Elon Musk. The old guy. The hippie looking dude, the white hair and the beard. Branson? Branson. Branson? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Branson. Branson like, he kind of reminds Virgin, me of that. Virgin, Virgin Galactic. Yes, yeah, yes. Because he seems like he'd be a fun boss. He does. He, he seems like, because he treats his people good. So you get this millionaire who's kind of a mix between Elon Musk and Richard Branson. Um, and he very much cares for his animals. He knows that they're animals. He wants to know if his animals are happy. Yeah. It's like, how can you tell if an animal's happy? It's like, well, you just look at it. You can tell. Um, and he is trying to make sure that she is grounded. She's running the park really well, but she calls them assets. She just cares about flow and yeah. money spending and stuff yeah, like, like that. When she when he asked about the animals' happiness, she's like, "Well, we don't have a way to track that, but customer happiness is in the low 90s. Yeah, there you go. You like, get the you get your statistic. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, they are going to check on their BD Wong's new brainchild yes, is his where he is definitely starting to dip into mad science. He is definitely trying to become God kind of a thing. He's he's creating it. He uh, They go and check on the Indominus Rex. Um, and what was the million, billionaire's name? Uh, Simon Maserani. Simon yes. Maserani. Uh, you know, he wants a second opinion. They go and talk. You know, there were supposed to be two of them. And the female ate the male. And there's another thing. We've got males and females this time. Yep. They didn't just try to keep females or males or whatever. Right. Honestly, you'd have to kind of go with females, but some species, the female's more vicious. Yeah. Um, but I could see males being alpha, beta, trying to dominate, blah, blah, blah. So you'd have basically them killing each other. Uh, you find out that she ate her brother. Okay. Uh, he, wants an out- he wants a second opinion. He wants to know if this thing is ready to go. So now we get to our new hero, Owen. Yep. What was his name? Owen? Uh, Grady. Grady. Owen, Owen, Owen Grady. Grady. Yeah. Here we go. Welcome, Star-Lord. Oh, yeah. My, I'm not going to lie, my favorite character in the Jurassic movies. I, you know, I can actually agree with that. I will say. He's, he's intelligent. His, his character is willfully ignorant of why they want him around. He is also completely spitting in the face of the message of all the movies. Oh, pretty much. Like, you can't control nature. I can train these guys with a clicker. Right, yeah, you get the, he, you meet him, he's training his raptors. And I know he raised them from birth, but at the same time. Imprinted like, on him. He gets into it, he imprints on them and at a young age, and uh, he's been with them their whole lives, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you never really do get to find out how old these raptors are. You just know that yeah, Owen looks the same. From the time they're in eggs to now, and they're getting rats, being fed rats from a crosswalk, or a, what do they call it, catwalk above. Right. Um, you do have one of the coolest series, series scenes when the kid falls in the thing. 
Owen goes in to save them, and you've got Owen staring down these was it five or six raptors. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to be the alpha, but they're just looking like he's just this tasty morsel that they're about to chomp into. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you get him; he's under the cage. He's got his hold, hold. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, that was a cool scene. He he managed to save the kid and get out without getting hurt. Um, so you get Owen Grady uh, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Somebody, anybody got her name? Claire. 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 Okay, Claire's got to go. Claire's got to go get him to come sign off on the Indominus Rex. Um, I really wish I could remember the name of the dinosaur that she said. She goes, have you ever heard a kid say the saurus? Yeah. And he's like, you should hear you say it. Um, you definitely get the feel that there was an attempt made yeah. at some kind of romance there. They There was. They mentioned, it's just like, who, she's like, who wears board shorts to a date? And he's like, we're in... We're in fucking Central America. Like, what do you want? Well, we're in here? Central America. It's 98 degrees outside. What do you want? Yeah, there's also almost a little bit of an Who has H- an itinerary for dating? <laughs> Actually, I should say there's almost. There's a definite HR problem in that scene where he's like, we could discuss it here, we could discuss it in my bungalow. Right. It's like, like, well, okay, that's, you're fired tomorrow. Yeah, right, that is totally, you're coming on not only to, you know, like, she runs the park, dude. Uh that's the boss's boss uh, next to she's only under the owner, um, but there is you can definitely tell that there was a that there was an attempt at a romance there. So you know what's coming. Yeah, there, there's going to be a right. And as you, I think you said forced romance, um, really, and I kind of saw it coming. Yeah, I mean it. It kind of feels like it because they treat each other like shit ninety percent of the. Oh movie. yeah, like. They kiss once, and then he goes back to kind of treating her like an ass, you know, again. And then it just goes from there. So, all right. So the kids. There's always a kid aspect. There's kids in all of these movies. Yeah. Wait, was there a kid? Yeah, there was a yeah, kid. Malcolm's kid daughter. Oh, oh my movies, God. They always no, go there's there's always aspect. a kid. Can we just discuss the dumbest fucking movie, or the dumbest fucking moment in any Jurassic Park movie <laughs> Is the gymnastics ass kicking of the raptor in the oh, second okay. one? Yeah, yeah. I kind of I was thinking about it when we were talking about the Lost World, and it and for some know, reason forgot and it never came back up. Because there's part of me that still feels like even if she kicked a raptor, a raptor out of the side of a fucking building like she does in that, there's still that dickhead judge going like, "You didn't stick the landing quite right." Sorry, right, that's yeah, a exactly. nine. <laughs> uh, and that's when you find out, you know, he's Malcolm. Malcolm likes him. Malcolm just likes them. My, yeah, exactly. Malcolm likes women. He don't care, which is good, good on him. I mean, shit. I mean, it's... I mean, he he is... It is Jeff Goldblum. He I'm pretty is, sure he could just make panties drop wherever he walks. Mine did. Right, right? You know, you just kind of just that, like him. You just like him. I mean, to be, to be fair, like, he is a chaos theorist, and there's nothing quite as chaotic as how many divorces it's implied he has. Oh, yeah. It seems like he's got more than... Because I think... Did they ever mention in the first one he's got like three, I think? Yeah. Okay, three divorces. And I'm pretty sure that number went up by two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that uh, Vince Vaughn in that does say, do you see the family resemblance? Uh, <laughs> shut up, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> you're, we're still unsure why you're here. But anyway, okay, so Never we always have a kid aspect. And in this kid, a- the kid aspect for The Lost World, or not The Lost World, mm-hmm. damn it. Jurassic World. See, they yep. fucked me up by doing Jurassic World, yeah. Lost World. Oh um, it's like when Jedi, you got, there used to be one Jedi movie, Return of the Jedi. Right. Now we got the last Jedi. So, yeah. damn it. 
Now we got to call it something else. Yes. Uh, so Jurassic World, the kid aspect, Claire's nephews are yeah. coming to the party. Claire hasn't seen these kids since they were for seven years. All right, yeah, because her their parents are getting divorced and. Or trial separation. You never really yeah, get, you just know that they were talking to divorce. Yeah, lawyer. it kind of gets shoehorned in there and never mentioned again. Pretty much. And, yeah, that we'll discuss my problems with that at the end. And, right. sort of, and to me, that sort of goes back to the first Jurassic Park where they bring, they bring two siblings in. Yeah, because um, siblings, I think yeah. it's actually it, mentioned that Hammond's, Hammond's, daughter, right. Hammond's daughter is getting a divorce, if I remember correctly. And that might even See, be I why. just watched that and I don't remember that. I might be wrong. Because I thought he was just bringing them to the park to show them the park. And oh, yeah, spend time. to get a child endorsement, too. Kind of, basically. Just like, please. Oh, look, her. my own grandkids are here. Mm-hmm. And I trust my grandkids, trust this park with my grandkids being here, kind of right. thing. Yeah, um, there's also something horribly lax on that parent's part. Like, the park's not up and running. You sure everything's working right? Well, I mean, nothing's escaped yet. Right, yeah, we, we, we haven't even tested it yet, but yeah, yeah. everything's theoretically working. Yeah, we've got Jello and Coke. Right? Yeah. Lots of it. Lots <laughs> of it. They're just trying to have, you know, a, a husband and wife. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The, I think it was very much nostalgia purposes. <laughs> yeah. We, but we get to see the parents this time. Yeah. Whereas we didn't see the parents last time. Um, but as soon as they get to the island, it is very clear Claire doesn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. She sends her assistant off to basically take care of the kids. Yep. Yeah, because she even talks to her one day. He's like, you've grown so much. How's it been? Three, four years? And he goes, it's been eight years. Yeah, that, exactly. Eight like, years. It's been eight years. Okay. Yeah, you suck as an aunt. Yeah, you're a pretty terrible person. Um, why mom sent us here, I have well, no idea. It's once again, this is because stereotype of career woman. Exactly. She has no time for family. Sisters don't exist. Neither do nephews. Only job. Right. Uh, but she doesn't even look like she's having fun. She looks like, like Owen says, she's got a stick up her ass. She walks like she's got a stick up her ass. Um, and then while we're talking about her walking, walking through the damn jungle in stilettos. Seriously? Yeah, I gotta say, the first the first mud puddle in there would have just... Just ate her. Definitely. I mean, that's a broken ankle very Definitely. easily. At least he kind of makes fun of that fact whenever she, like, rolls up her sleeves and, like, ties her shirt. It's just like, what the hell are you doing? Right? Like, he's just like... And he even mentions dumb. her shoes. Right? And I think it's hilarious. Uh, and then the little anecdote. I saw an interview with Chris Pratt talking about the Jurassic Park movies and stuff. And uh, it might not even be the Jurassic Park movies. It was just about his son. Yeah. And his... his uh, Somebody took his son to Universal. Yeah, I remember this. And his son comes back and looks at his dad, Chris Pratt, and says, you're not even the real Owen. I met the real Owen at the park. <laughs> like, I just thought that was hilarious that he still doesn't. Like, there are yeah. two movies where he is totally Owen. And his son doesn't. <laughs> He's Owen. Yeah, there's. Which. Okay, I guess moving on with Chris Pratt, too, when he goes to sign off on the Indominus, uh, here is the original Star-Lord moment, like oh, Infinity yeah. War style. Infinity War style. Uh, yeah, he fucks up real bad. So they're like, hey, they're looking around. I can't see the Indominus anywhere in this pen. Why are those claw marks on the wall? Did she claw her way out? And, and did nobody see this? There's, there's, see, there's the other point. They're surrounded by like 20 people on the outside. You can tell, okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of people working on this enclosure. Like, no, uh, somebody would have seen her climb out the top. Well, 
from what I'm gathering, they either think the Indominus is capable of like the Scooby Doo shit, where you walk under a like you underneath that barrel and you just move a little bit, and right. no one notices, and just fucked off into the jungle, or. <laughs> Everybody was just on their lunch break conveniently at the same time while this Indominus climbed out of its pen and no sensor or anything went on. Right. All right. Let's just see. Here's this gap in logic again. And here comes an even better one. Claire goes, okay, well, I can go back to the command center and I can track it from there. It has the tracker. Okay. That's a good idea, actually. Uh you know, that to me implies I'll stay here in the control room. And she and doesn't even if... make it to the control room. She calls the control room. Yeah. Why didn't you just do that from the exactly. enclosure? Exactly. exactly. She could have called, not even had to have driven <clears throat> away or anything. And hey, hang on. Instead. Yeah, where's the Rex? Oh, it's still in there. Okay, so, don't go in there. So let's get, there's a lot wrong with everything that happens in this time span of five minutes. <laughs> he walks into the enclosure with two other guys. Which, if it were me, I'd be like, this isn't in my fucking job description. I'm not going to walk in. Right. So, okay. I've done been in a raptor pin today. I'm, I'm good on going in pins. He walks in and he starts looking at the claw marks on the wall of these other guys, hoping to gain what? Right. Like, they, they're looking at the claw marks. Like, like I feel like the, okay, only, I see that. the only logical conversation is like, do we have a good concrete patchwork guy? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, well, how'd there's, they do that? Yeah, well, there's yeah. no logical reason for this. And then she gets he gets the call after she's able to get through the control center. But of course, in true movie fashion, because plot, it has to be jumbled before finally it comes through enough to be like, get out of there now. Well, exactly. And like, they're like, oh, shit, maybe we should leave. And then that's when you realize this thing can camouflage apparently so well that you can't tell it's there. Like One, you can't see it. Hmm. And two, you can't pick it up on the thermals. Right. So this thing basically can turn into the invisible woman from the Fantastic Four in terms of how good it can camouflage. Exactly. And can hide from the thermals. Okay. You know, that's great. But you should at least check the tracker first before anybody moves. Right. And again, she doesn't even make it to the control room. Yeah. She calls. Right. Why did you have to leave to call? So they should, at this point... Kind of, you know, get the hint. Like, they, they get the point. Like, let's get the hell out of here. They start to run, but the other guy, the guy the who's... The fat guy, the fat yeah. guy. So it's always the fat guy that fucks shit up. At this point, this is the stereotype for this guy, where it's just like, oh, dude, I can't run. I'm going to open the big door. Right, like, like uh, opening uh, the uh, big uh, door. Uh, that uh, seems uh, like a good fucking like, idea. He, he literally, he literally <clears throat> like, just watching this today, he trudges three steps before he turns around. He's like, no, I can't do it. Like, and then just turns around and, like, opens... For some reason, on the hand pad that's in there. There's a hand pad, yeah, yeah, inside the enclosure. The door starts to slide open. And he that's basically when, releases the thing. He and does. that's when Chris Pratt and the other guy get cut off. And you clearly know that other guy is it's just gonna there. Get yeah, he's just there for snack time. Oh, well, yeah. Red shirt. Yeah, yep, exactly. red shirt, exactly. <laughs> Definitely a red shirt. He's actually, I think he's in an orange jumpsuit, like as <laughs> part of the maintenance crew. Right, like that's their version of a oh, red, the red shirt. shirt. Yeah. So he gets eaten um, right off the bat because I guess that has to make sense as to why Chris Pratt can outrun an Indominus. You know, that's supposedly uh, this super advanced so the doors, work of genetics. Yeah, the door's sliding open. It cuts back to the control room where Simon sees the fat guy run out and he just goes, no, close that damn door. You're like, okay, this guy knows where it's at. He's just like, we can get another Owen. 
like there's part of me that would that he has that kind of logic. Like there's another Owen. There's right. like, there's other people who work for the Navy. Like let's do this. And exactly. it starts to close. Chris Pratt still has enough time to get out, and the Indominus like grabs the door. Clearly, these doors are not that great. Exactly. The the Indominus not only stops it from closing, mm. but pries it the fuck open. And here is another point where we're going to talk about dinosaurs having powers one minute and the and next not, minute yeah. losing <laughs> it like they got next to that kid from X3. This is, <laughs> this is the horse shit. He rips the door open and the poor fat guard, like I said, they don't never give him a name, so I have to remember. I mean, he's another red so shirt. Like, and he gets what he deserves. He He sits behind a car while Owen climbs underneath another one. And he gets this dumb moment where he looks the other, like the Indominus is almost right next to him. And instead of being able to hear this thing breathing right next to him, he looks around the other side of the car and sees the tail swish around. And he starts to get a little panicky before the Indominus flips the car. And just eats him. Yeah. I'm like, granted, I, I don't think I'd want to stare death in the face, but I definitely wouldn't have looked the other way around the car. I would have just closed my eyes and been like, I'm just going to wait for the teeth. Right, just wait to die. Yeah. They did do something in this one that bothered me about the first one. Okay? The T-Rex gets out in the first one. Yes. All right? Yep. Grant tells everybody to freeze. Mm. All right? And there's even a moment where Grant and the T-Rex are face-to-face. Right. The T-Rex is... Sniffing him. Right. They are intimate. All right. Cars there flipped. All right. So, yeah, there's probably smell there. That T Rex can most definitely smell Grant. And it just walks away. Whereas while Owen is under this truck, I don't know if it's the fuel line he, or the brake line, yeah, he, but he cuts the line and pours this shit all over himself so he doesn't smell good at all. And that was kind of the first time they ever really mentioned that. Was like, hey, I'm going to mask my scent so this thing can't smell me. Oh. And that was one of the big things I had against the in the first one. was just like, and the that thing, T-Rex couldn't smell him standing there. They do also mention the Indominus can see thermally, too. If right. If I remember correctly. So, I mean, granted the Indominus couldn't see under that car. So it makes clear why, you know, the Indominus misses this time. Um but now smells gone. Something nasty smells out of there. So this chemical smell usually drives things away. So now we're at a point where the Indominus walks off, leaves Owen alone. Hooray! Chris Pratt lives because we thought he might not. Whatever. That, that, no, he, it's Chris Pratt. He's yeah, he Star Lorded the hell out of that one. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Completely, you know, because plot. <laughs> because plot. Yes. And then. He somehow makes it back to the control center, no problem, after the Indominus pisses off and goes its own direction. Right. And then Masrani has ordered a containment team to go out because he's like, you need to evacuate the island right now. Like, we need to mobilize everything. Some lady starts to do that, but then Masrani's like, no, hold on. We can do this with Definite a team. Definite John Hammond moment. Yeah, we can do this with a team of, like, six people. <laughs> right. Like, oh, they're all special forces. They can totally take down a dinosaur that gonna, we genetically engineered. We're going to arm them with a shitload of cattle prods and some trank guns, and we're going to go out into that jungle, and we're going to find us an Indominus. By the way, the cattle prod, the most famous weapon in the toolkit of Jurassic Park. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Good point. We, we did bring that up while we were finishing <laughs> up uh, uh, Jurassic World. So here's a point where we actually go 
from finding out that dinosaurs can gain and lose abilities as the plot requires to characters just completely fucking forgetting they have abilities. Exactly. It's impressive. <laughs> no, it is. Right. It is, absolutely. So they go out there. The one guy who's leading the team of mercs or whatever to track this thing down, he all of a sudden has blood drip on him, and he's like, oh, shit. And then he turns around and goes, it can camouflage. And I'm like, no one told you? Right, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, the whole reason we're in this situation, you didn't brief them on this fact. Right. Yeah. So, he, but not only that, they also find her tracker. Yep. That she clawed it out of she herself. She clawed her own tracker because she remembered yeah. where they put it. Yeah. Uh, and Owen is quite literally treating this thing like Dr. Loomis treats Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, he's just like, this thing doesn't know what it is. It's going to kill everything in sight. We need to evacuate the island now. And you're just like, it's figuring out its place in the food chain. And. And then all of a sudden you can see Dr. Loomis pop in like, I looked into its eyes and saw pure evil. And you're like, okay, <laughs> good. We've got that. You have your clear throwback kind of character there. Exactly. Um, all right. So the team gets eight, crushed, slammed against trees. They're um, all dead. Yeah. D-E-D dead. Cut, and every time it cuts back, you kind of get that view from their, their helmet cameras, um, you know, of carnage, showing, basically. Showing everybody in the control room what's going on as well as their heart monitors flatlining. Right. I love – you got to love when they have a heart monitor. Right. Any kind of team that has a heart monitor and they just start flatlining. It right. reminds me – the way they look reminds me of the old um, health bars from the first two Resident Evil Oh, yeah, Evil absolutely. Games, where absolutely. Because immediately I picture – like I can see the green and I'm like, oh, fine. And then red – oh, that's danger. That guy's, right. that guy's dead. Yeah, that guy dead. Uh, what was it, the uh, the first time you meet the liquors? Oh, shit. You know, it's very much that kind of a feel. Like, you, you're you totally outmatched uh, and not knowing what to expect. Because right. I remember being a kid playing Resident Evil 2. When yeah. that liquor first showed up, that was one of the most tense moments of that game. So, yeah, we, we get just in the time span of just, like, five seconds. This thing can camouflage. Holy shit, it can't even show up thermally. Let's send this group out that's absolutely blind with a bunch of cattle prods. Right. Don't tell them about the building. Yeah, we're not going to tell them that this thing can camouflage. Like, I feel like there was somebody on the radio who's just like, oh, we totally forgot to tell Sorry, right? guys. Like, almost like the dude, the one dude, I can't think of his name that I like in the begin- in the uh, control room. Yeah. Uh, the nerd guy has the, the well, old Jurassic Park. Lowry. Yeah, Lowry. It's almost like, oh, like I could see yeah. him going, oh, I totally forgot well, that part. He's the one who's just like, because Masrani goes, we need to get this under control so that way no one, and he just interrupts goes, gets eaten? Right, yep. Yeah, he's like, just. He's the voice of reason throughout this whole thing. And he manages to survive. Thankfully. Um, he was my, like, and he's, of that movie, he's definitely, I loved Owen, and I did say Owen was my favorite, but right. that guy, Lowry. Yeah. Lowry was awesome. Yeah, and so they clearly have a huge problem now. And the Indominus, um, this is where he catches up with the kids. He goes in their little hamster ball. Oh, yeah, the hamster ball. After they play Pong a little bit with some ankylosauruses when the Indominus somehow sneaks up on them without them not realizing they're there just to roar at them so they can take Is this thing like, because I remember in the first Jurassic Park, T-Rex is coming. Mm -hmm. Water. Yeah. That was cool. It was a good indicator. Hey, some shit's getting ready to happen. Is this thing just the ninja of the fucking Jurassic World? 
It yes. can camouflage, so I'm assuming it can. It can like, you just stealth ninja doesn't have go. to breathe, you know? You only take a breath every, like, 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah, like, he's he's not... Uh, at this point, the Indominus, though, whenever it does pop back up, it's clearly only to fuck with stuff. Like, oh, it, yeah. they clearly say the Indominus is hunting for sport. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Because you see the field of dead dinosaurs, yeah. and right. she's killing everything. Yeah. Because, as Chris Pratt explained, she doesn't know what she is. She's trying to figure out where she's at on the food chain, and apparently that means murdering everything. Why not? I and mean, also being able to bust through concrete and shit. <laughs> which, truthfully, you made a really good case to be at the top of the food chain. Yeah, I mean... Well, you know, okay. And also, this in, in this one, um, the hybrid, the... the Raptor hybrid didn't have the extra toe because you know normally when when you have the they raptors they click the yeah, right yeah. they click on every time they move around they tap 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 yeah. tap yeah and this hybrid did not have that no so. okay that's true <laughs> but I mean I think it had more teeth right because I think even B D Wong yeah. said that you wanted more teeth right. bigger yeah. scarier more teeth yes uh, that's, I think that's a bad that's idea. literally the next scene I think after the kids get out of the hamster ball. Because yeah. he's like, you know, because he just mentions like, you didn't create what I wanted you to. You made a damn monster. And he's like, no, no, no. Monster is a relative term. To a canary, a cat is a monster. We're just used to being the cat. Yes. I'm like, you know, actually points to you, B.D. Like you won. Right. Like, yeah, you kind of won that argument. Like, we're just used to being the cat. So I'm going to give him that one because, you know, I'm going to flip it a little bit because, you know, Tweety was the monster to to, to Sylvester That's back true. in the day. So. Right. Well, yeah, but that was that was all about flipping, you know. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Here's this cat, and it's, it can't, it can't. Uh, it's definitely Tom and Jerry, right? You know, Tom never gets Jerry, right? Uh, and I guess we're kind of remiss in not mentioning Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, uh, he deserves so much better. He he did. He's the stock '90s villain. He's clearly Absolutely. a corporate man who just like military money. Let's do it. Military contracts. That's where everything comes from. Military yeah, contracts. Right. All the technology of the day is from military contracts. I don't contracts. see the use for anything if it can't kill something else. So so to me, he was sort of like the, the leftover, the, the, the mm. more advanced version of, of Intech from the previous one. Hmm. He was more, well, I mean, that, I think he represented. Yeah. Engine. Like, engine. Like not Intech, sorry. Engine. Engine. Yes. I think he was, he was <clears throat> that was them. I think he was Engine. Okay. Um, it definitely felt that way, and I'm pretty sure when he called his mercs in, I think they were flying in on an engine helicopter. Right. Where you see the bird thing, he shoots it out of the sky or whatever. Mm. Uh, gladly, like, I'm pretty sure none of them survived. Yeah, because he tries to get Maserani to let him take control, essentially, and just like, hey, we've got these raptors we could use. And Maserani's like, nah, you can go fuck yourself, dude. Pretty much. And but what does Maserani do? The most ill-fated move out of huh. any fucking character <laughs> It, well, okay, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I know. He because, was not very good pilot. Okay, yeah, he wasn't a good pilot. Here's the thing. No one bothered to be like, we've got other pilots. Right? No, don't you worry, guys. I've got I've this got shit. This. Like, just call me Maverick because my Top Gun skills are fucking top-notch. No, they're not. You wobbled not at this, all. You wobbled this helicopter so much you made your instructor puke in the beginning. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Claire was was about there. Yeah. Oh, so, man. And they they mount up a chain gun on it, a fifty caliber machine gun, and right. just. So I mean, honestly, had anybody else been flying it, this might have worked. Yeah, like but the, the plot, in, the indomit. Yeah, I think it was ill fated. I mean, they're, they're, they're running this pterodactyl. 
It was his arrogance, I guess, and just thinking everything from the park could work out to creating a definitely a John Hammond moment. You know, John Hammond still trying to save the park there, and when it's absolutely catastrophic failure. You know, maybe it was a misguided (laughs) sense of responsibility, but really, your ultimate responsibility was to kind of stay alive and lead the operation as a leader instead of. <clears throat> well, colossal fuck-up number. I don't know what you want to call it at this point, because it's really jumping up there. Because now we're on movie number four, yeah. and none of this shit has ever worked out. <laughs> no. no. So the uh, Indominus somehow pulls a just incredibly... I, I mean, he's just like, hey, shelter, let's go run to the aviary. Oh, yeah, the few aviary. Ter- few pterodactyls get out, make Start the helicopter. havoc. Make the helicopter crash to let all the rest of them out. Um, okay. uh, Maserani's dead. Yep. As is Red Shirt Gunner number four. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do kind of want to jump ahead a little bit because we have, there's from this point on, it's just a lot of running, screaming, running, screaming. Which actually, the chaotic, Owen and Claire are trying to find the kids. The chaotic scenes are incredible at that point because the pterodactyls are picking people up. Oh, yeah, like, throwing yeah. them around and stuff. So let's get to the meat of it when they, everybody's back at the, I don't know, the populated area. Yeah. Where the Mesiosaur tank is and oh, all yeah, that. The, the Mosasaur, Mosasaur is there. The uh, T-Rex is close by too. So we get we get the Indominus is definitely much, definitely in the in the populated portion. Did any of any of you guys realize that from that point on, it turns into a Godzilla movie? Yes. And they right. have to go I get Godzilla, that. the T Rex, yes. to yes. fight the big monster. Yes. It basically turns into this Godzilla movie. Yes. My favorite part of I this movie that. is the spinoff we never got to see, which is Velociraptor Motorcycle Gang. Like, oh, it just yeah. never, <laughs> oh, yeah. It never <clears throat> will happen. But it's like whenever Vincent D'Onofrio is like, we're going to take these raptors on a field test. And Offer, like, okay, yeah, my bad. That, that yeah, comes first. Owen's like, all right, we can do this. Fuck. Like, right, you know, he does not want to. So they strap a bunch of GoPros to him because, you know. <laughs> Why not have GoPro? What does your cat do all day? Right. <laughs> but, okay, so let's have the GoPro raptor crew go running around. They'll lead us to the Indominus. They can sniff it out. And once again... Movie logic, mm-hmm. completely just shit in the bed. Plot. <laughs> um, right. Chris Pratt is clearly the alpha of these raptors. He even gets into it. He imprinted on them as in, when they hatched. Right. Now, Been with them their whole lives, blah, blah, blah. I never got this from watching Nat Geo, but I didn't realize you could take over as an alpha by just having a slow, brisk conversation. Right. With some, like th- this part needs subtitles from the dinosaurs. <laughs> right, exactly. You really because do need to hear the dinosaurs. I, I feel like the Indominus here. when it just makes a few clicks at him, it's just like going, you know, they don't love you. Right, pretty much. And then it's just the Raptors turning around and being like, maybe they're right. Right. You know, and then you know just and come then, to the dark side. We have cookies. And then Chris, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Chris Pratt makes the incredible deduction, Sherlock Holmes style. Oh of, yeah. Hey, this thing that kind of looks like a raptor must have been made with part raptor DNA. Holy shit, they think he's the alpha now. They have a new alpha. We done goofed, fellas. Let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Carnage ensues. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, one guy who has a rocket launcher decides not to use it until everyone else is fired uh, for a little right, bit. Right, right. That was, that was horrible. In real life, that would, no way that wouldn't happen. Right. right, yeah. So, 
I, I'm staring at a – do we ever get the dimensions how tall this thing was? Was it 30, 35 feet, 40 feet? It was uh, big. It was supposed to be 50 feet when fully grown. 50 feet when fully grown. Yeah. So, And we're not sure it was fully grown. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this thing that has basically killed and eaten everything in its path. First thing I'm using is a rocket launcher. Yes. Yeah. I'm not playing around. That's my ace in the hole. Yes. And if it don't work, then we're just fucked. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it barely just grazes the thing. Now, the rocket launcher does get put to good use on one of the raptors while yeah. Owen and it stare at each other that longingly. Was kind of funny. For a second. So, one raptor's down. We still got three more, right? Well, we got uh, what he had names from. It was like Blue, uh, Charlie. Delta, Charlie and. Echo? Echo, yes. Echo? Yep. Charlie, Delta, Charlie, Delta, Echo, and Blue. I don't know which one got blued the fuck up, but it doesn't. <laughs> it wasn't blue. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, it wasn't blue. It wasn't the pretty one that everybody talks about, and that right. is, you know, the cuteness that comes in the horrible next. The, the decision to try to make blue cute in the next. But movie. yeah, there's that quick moment where that raptor and Owen are looking at each other, kind of like, "We cool, man," and then it just gets blown up. Right. <laughs> like, just boom. It's just business. Just yeah, business. Right? It's just like, hey, well, you know, you're not quite the alpha anymore, but I still think you're cool. Like, you want to hang out? Bam! Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I do I do think that the, the Raptors should have totally had some time. Now, that would have been fun. The, this is where it turns into, like, a Call of Duty Dino Crisis crossover whenever you get the views from the cameras of the guys as they're getting Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're in the control room watching this shit. This is the, what, third time today... You've seen this thing eat people? Yeah, that's PTSD um, right there. Right? Like, I've seen some propaganda videos, <clears throat> some Chechenian propaganda, some ISIS propaganda, Taliban, all that. Uh, I'm pretty sure at this point, you're just a masochist or a sadist watching this, just kind of drooling over yourself. Yep. He's probably wondering where he put the fucking candy at in the drawer in front of him. Like, right. It, but, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's no reason. Anybody needs to be watching this. <laughs> However, I will say, whenever Claire starts to drive off after the Raptor starts to attack their truck, the kids somehow manage to outdo a Raptor that the goddamn Special Forces guys couldn't do, and they do it with a cattle prod. A cattle prod <laughs> and heavy doors. That's all they need. Some good old just childlike ingenuity, a cattle prod and some heavy doors while the thing's in motion. Right, it's like some plot armor protects you from bullets, others attack protect you from prehistoric beasts that shouldn't be around. Right, and, and he, that should totally be eating your face right yeah, now. Yeah, not, not that the kid, you know, no one wants to see the kids get killed in the movie or anything. Like, but at the same time, it's like, it, at the very least, just have it to where you know the dinosaur just can't quite latch onto the truck and falls off, and he's like, fuck it, I got this other guy back here I can munch on for a little bit. Yeah, there's this dude I just pulled off this motorcycle I can yeah. mow on for a little bit. So, that's when we finally get to the final showdown. Which is Godzilla. We turn yes. it, the movie When the movie turns to Godzilla. I even remember seeing when I was in the theaters going, huh, so we're just straight up fucking copying Godzilla now, are we? Yep. And at this point, the Raptors kind of lure everybody into a trap. Uh, you the need big more teeth. Yeah, the Indominus meets them outside. The Raptors have them surrounded, but Chris Pratt knows the only way to a Raptor's heart is to remove the GoPro from its head. Right, yeah. And we get the... And is all it the, blue? Yeah, I think yeah, it blue. is blue. I think it is blue. Where she's just like, thank you, you noble warrior. You have regained my trust. And they, 
<laughs> right. They they turn around and then they start to attack the Indominus, where it's just like you didn't remove the GoPro. Like, right, like, why know, didn't you? Like, you, you said you had cookies. There's I, no cookies. I got these tiny fucking arms that can't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, from the Robin. Who, who said the Robinsons? Meet the Robinsons, Meet yeah. the Robinsons. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> that Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, I have these tiny arms. This yeah. wasn't really well thought out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Claire decides they need <clears throat> more teeth. Yes. So what are we going to go do? Here comes Mr. T-Rex. And T-Rex, okay, and she goes to get it, opens the door, and in very much Malcolm fashion, yeah. has the, 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 flare. the flare and is running. All right. What do we remember from when it happened to Malcolm? Oh, it When Malcolm threw the thing, it followed Malcolm. So she's running through here, and she's got to get the T-Rex to the Indominus. And we've already seen a Spinosaurus smack a T-Rex around like it was a friggin', you know, lizard yeah. you find at summer camp. Because toys. Yeah, right? Yeah. Toys. Uh, so now the T-Rex is going to try to go toe-to-toe with this thing that's bigger, faster, meaner, and has more teeth. Yeah. Which, actually, I should bring this up, because during this time, it has been attacking them, and they chose to hide in this tiny... Stupid little like fucking kiosk gift shop kiosk. Yeah, that the Indominus tries to poke through but can't, even though it ripped metal doors and concrete. Exactly. Suddenly, it's like it's that powers thing. It can't do it. It just can't figure it out. Well, maybe she's tired from fighting off four tiny ass raptors. Or sorry, three tiny ass raptors. Right. Forgot the other one you could put in Tupperware container at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They no. I'm sorry. Just no. Like that was practically made out of cheap plywood. Like. You know, bamboo, and not only that, it hooks the kid by the fanny pack that he was wearing. <laughs> I forgot about that. And they have to undo it because this thing's not even powerful enough to rip the fanny pack off. Right, the kid can't rip the fanny pack off the kid. So at this point, I'm not sure whether you know I'm supposed to be like. It's very much that uh, the, the final scene in Twister. Yes, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. a tornado can pull a nail out of a two by four, but it can't rip Helen uh, Helen Hunt's shirt off. Well, really? It yeah, it can't rip her belt. Right. Her belt with two people dangling on it. Right. They can't rip the rickety belt. rickety ass metal pipe. Okay, whatever. I'm not. <laughs> so we I, get this. This, this is the movie logic. I this is the movie logic. Oh, uh, Twister has another one of my like. <laughs> I'll watch it, but there's that part where it's just like, no, no, I, I'm not happy I did. It's kind so, of like when you eat a food you don't like, but you keep going and you're just like, there's nothing appealing about this. I'm going to eat it anyway. Yeah, it's just like, I'll have another one. I will say this, Twister has one of my favorite lines in any movie. It's uh, the the girl, the new girlfriend finds out that uh, Bill Paxton used to run with all these guys. Yeah. And they're telling her all these like horror stories of him where he gets drunk and he flips off the tornado and throws a bottle of booze. And he just looks at her and goes, see, there was another Bill, an evil Bill. And well, I killed him. <laughs> I still love that line. Yeah. I use that line today. It's nice. still a great line. So, uh, I guess we can swing back to Gojira. Um, Gojira! Sorry. Uh, yeah, let's Indominus go. Indominus Rex. Yeah, that one. But, I guess, does that make the T-Rex Mothra? Or is it? Uh, no, I think the King T-Rex Ghidorah. is totally Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay, well, yeah, that's right. It would be Godzilla. This is your King Ghidorah that he's fighting. Yeah, okay. yeah this is definitely that. Yeah. And then doesn't, like, okay, not to... Um, this movie's been out for a while, so we can't be spoiling anything. Yeah. But... It, 
Godzilla don't even kill the monster. Nope. Um, and as they get closer to that water tank, I knew what was coming. I knew this thing, the, the Mesosaur, was going to jump out and yeah. get the Indominus. And that's part of the problem I had with it, though, is I'm just like, he could have done that the whole goddamn time. Why are those people in that sea world? Like, does it just not like the taste of Hawaiian shirts? I guess not. Something about polyester, it just doesn't settle in the stomach, bro. Or like a, a wetsuit, it's just like it's too chewy. That's So that, that, that scene um, that happened there sort of reminded me of Sam Raimi um, directing uh, Power Rangers, where you have the main character fighting this big monster, and then some other character brings his, his sword in and, it, and distracts him, while then the other thing just, like, eliminates it. So yeah, that's why I went with it's that. very much... I thought it was yeah, so sad that, is, damn, that is absolutely great. <laughs> that is great true. One. That is a great... Uh, shit, uh, I can't think of the word now. That's a really good... Analogy. Yeah. That is an excellent analogy. Uh, wow, I couldn't think of an analogy. Yeah. My brain must be fried. Well, we're thinking of Jurassic Park, so... <laughs> we're actually meticulously kind of destroying Jurassic Park right now. That... Uh, we knew going into this that my hatred for Jurassic World is kind of... Yeah, I knew, because we said that last week, that you have words to say. Oh, I goddamn idea. <laughs> um, so, okay. Flash <clears throat> forward. The Mesosaur eats the Indominus. Crisis averted, sort of. Because now you still have an island full of these weird animals. Yeah. And the yeah. Mesosaur is in a tank. Yeah, so right. it could clearly, like, you know, go. Just survive for the next 10 years on shit in the tank, yeah, I guess? Well, I, or bust the tank go romping around in the ocean, I guess. Okay, well, we're getting to the next one. Right. Yeah, because the guess, next one's the, the big dumb, dumb, dumb. Well, first, let's talk about that final goodbye between the three main warriors or whatever, because Chris Pratt's taking pot shots at the Indominus with his rifle the whole time. Too. I will say I loved his rifle. I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. That rifle was dope. I'm pretty it sure it pretty looked like awesome. a forty four. I have one. Not... That one? That yeah. one's dope. So there's this weird moment after the Indominus gets pulled under the water where the T-Rex looks at the raptor like we do in this, and they just kind of have this they kind of have this nod off where they're like, I'm tired. No. And it's quite literally that moment where it's like, our honor is satisfied, warrior. You may go your right. other ways. Like, go Let your separate go ways. separate ways. But we have to have right. Blue right. say goodbye to. Well, it's not even a really a goodbye. The, she turns around and looks at Chris Pratt. But I'm not sure if she's looking at him or past him because when it cuts back to him, he just shakes his head no. As if to say, no, you can't eat these people. And then Blue just kind of like, fine, I'm just going to go this way then. Fine, I'm leaving. Yeah, it's like she takes her ball and goes home. Yeah, basically. It's very much a a, a teenage almost storm off. So... Yeah, so and that's that's where we cut off. There's or well, no, I take that back. You have well, the, you get the the uh, the family reunion yes. scene yeah. where everybody's crying and happy. and We survived. We made did, it. Like the parents are holding hands. They're seemingly kind of together, and I'm like, it. It's almost like they had this weird epiphany. Like our family's so much better together, and I only realized this after our kids almost got eaten. Right. <laughs> I'm like it. I don't know if they're back together or not. Like, the weird divorce subplot comes back in for 30 Just seconds. Just for 30 seconds, but then it's like, you don't even know because they are holding hands and they're, you know, you yeah. just, I guess, assume that it's going to work out because, oh my God, a crisis. Right. Um, after the after the nerves and adrenaline of crisis is over, you're still the same people. 
Yeah, they, they get back home. They're just like, yeah, let's call the lawyers back again. We right. really got to finish this. I forgot I hate your fucking face. <laughs> you know? Like, our, our problems have set, and maybe they'll show back up in three so they can have another family crisis that <laughs> yes. just, like, every time their marriage needs saved, like, let's go visit Jurassic World, fellas. Right. But then when you think about that, and you think about how Claire was, then maybe that's why Claire never, you know, that's why yeah. maybe that's why Claire is the way she is. It it's be. all business in, right. in this one. Maybe. And she kind of comes around to the end. She has that Alan Grant moment. She's like, you know, maybe a family's not so bad because career isn't everything. I am dumb, basically, is what you get. Uh, yeah, which, all right, so let's get to the, this one I've seen probably the least. For good. God, I have it. I know I own it. But The Lost Kingdom, or The Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, yeah. The Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. This movie could have easily been decided in 10 minutes. Um, I figured we were going to really do this one quickly because, one, I can't really remember much no, I about just, it. I, didn't I just mean it. the plot itself could have been decided in 10 minutes. Like it Jeff, probably was. Jeff Goldblum, uh, can't argue that one. Jeff Goldblum's character shows up and quite literally sums up the, the should we save these creatures? Which, by the way, this is supposed to happen, like, they pick up some of these dinosaurs from the original ruins of the Jurassic World Park, which, as we find out, as a fucking active volcano. Right? Like, you like, think John Hammond would have been like, oh, this place has a volcano. This park would have shut down in a couple of years anyway after, you know, I mean, before it, all the lawsuits. Yeah, inevitably. before the Indominus Rex fiasco. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, active volcano. And guess what? It's erupting. Yeah. So, should we save the dinosaurs or let them go extinct again? Clearly let them go extinct. Right. I think even Malcolm says that. You know, they had their shot. Out here for a second. You guys keep going. I mean, the they the, what was it? Malcolm says he, uh, you know, we brought these things back. They don't want to be here, right? Uh, the, they had their shot. They went extinct. We should probably just let, let nature take care of itself. Exactly. That's basically what he said. Um, but here comes Claire. She's got to save them, but she can't do that without Owen. So uh, you can definitely tell, again, failed romance, because I guess Claire and Owen just aren't meant to be. Um, My thing about that, too, is why would the comp- why would she be the only one that can unlock that park? I, I don't know. Because like, that's, maybe because she was me. running the park? So does that mean everybody else that was just died that was running? The- Did they all get like, eaten by the dinosaurs? Maybe. <laughs> um, we don't see... Uh, Lowry. Lowry's not in, this, right. in the, the Fallen Kingdom. Um, but we do know that B.D. Wong has definitely been tinkering again. Yes. Because we get the, uh, what was the name of it? Indoraptor. The Indoraptor. Yeah. Uh, it's bigger than a normal raptor. It's black because you got to make it black to make it look cool. Yes, guess so. It has uh, like those little veins. Similar. Yeah. And uh, light coloring. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sleek looking. Very deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, there were plans for other ones too, and there I can't remember. Yes, I vaguely that was the remember. prototype. Yeah, was he the was prototype. the prototype, and then uh, they they were going to make more uh, depending on how this one worked out. Right. Oh no! Yeah, you guys have absolutely have to discuss the most slapsticky, dumb fucking death in Jurassic Park, which is Buffalo Bill. Uh, See, that's the problem. I think I've only seen this movie like twice, and it's been a minute now. Got fucking like 
rabbit season, duck season, fired by the Indoraptor. Oh, nice. Well, see, oh, I have this theory. Ted Levine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Yes. Um, He's the one who shot um, Owen um, after Owen captured Blue. Yeah. He's the one who shot Blue before Owen told um, them to, you know, to, to come out. Right. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What are we at? What are we at here? We're running pretty pretty long. Oh, wow. We're at two hours already. Yeah. Oh, well. We might have to just crash crash course this one real quick. Yeah. Uh, all right. right. Uh, all right. So half of Kicked in the Nerds had to run off quickly. Uh, or I said Kicked in the Nerds. Right in the Nerds. Wow. I don't even name, know the name of my own damn show. <laughs> so, all right. I, I did forget Ted Levine was in it. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in forever. Uh, and forever being whenever the hell it was released on on DVD. Right. Um, I, I'm really trying to think. I, there were kids. I don't remember where they came in. So in this one, um, it was all about the clones. Yeah, right? I knew that. So the the, the main kid in this was was the clone daughter. Oh, that's of, right. Um, the weird yes. sci-fi twist they yes. took. And, yeah, I forgot about that part. Wow. Right. Who was the, there was a rich guy. I think he was like a Hammond, even. He was supposed to be Hammond's uh, Brother? Friend. Or friend. They friend, were friend or colleagues. Friend. And he was one of, who, who allegedly came up with the idea of cloning these, um, cloning the dinosaurs. Okay, they yeah. both They both had amber, idea. they both had the amber staffs. That's, that's another thing that's this right. brought back from the original was the amber staff. So, who is that guy? The, like, I feel like that guy was more well-known. Uh, he's been on a ton of things. Yeah, that's what day. I'm thinking. I just um, James Cromwell. Oh, that's right. He's Benjamin Lockwood as we played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cromwell and then Toby Jones. I forgot he was in that. Toby Jones is amazing. Um, he was the he was the suit who was um, doing the auctioning. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I forgot James Cromwell, and he ends up getting killed. That, yeah. But uh, the the guy that plays Eli, do we remember the the suit? I'm pretty sure his name was Eli. Uh, I just snatched up your phone, too. Are you good? Uh, Everything is right there. Uh, where was it? I just remember he shows up. He was the main, um, he was the kid um, who basically started this whole um, selling the, the the dinosaurs to the highest bidder for... Okay. They did kind of Mills. I think it was Mills. But I'm pretty sure his first name was Eli. Because okay. as soon as I heard that... Every movie, yeah. TV show, and everything I've ever seen, with the exception of a few, the character named Eli dies. Okay. So as soon as this guy goes, I'm Eli Mills, or whatever the hell his name was, as soon as he said Eli, I was like, he's dead. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, not to give away anything. No, Siri, I wasn't calling you. Oh, Siri, you're awful. Uh, as soon as they said that, I was like, he's going to die. And I was not mistaken. Right. You know, that. No, you're not. Shut up, Siri. Wow, we're having technical difficulties and, and all kinds of weirdness tonight. Uh, but uh, it, it was just basically more black market using his weapons. Right. Um, they needed this sample and that sample. They saved a couple dozen, I think, all together, uh, including a T Rex. Right. We have the incredible sad scene of the, the Brachiosaur, the Brontosaurus, 
that's got left on the island. Right. And as the island's being engulfed in ashes and yep. erupting. And it's really Bravo. sad. You yep. really kind of do feel bad. Um, but other than that, I forget the majority of this movie. Didn't they have a spinal sore or whatnot that woke that saved Chris Pratt in this one? I don't oh. remember. Because I know there was a dinosaur that came and it, it, it literally just sneezed or spit on him and it woke him up because he was still trained. Oh, and, that's right. And that's one of the things that, that, that tripped me out about this was, okay, if anybody has ever experienced being around lava, if you ever went to Hawaii or places where there's lava, you know that you can be five feet away from lava and it burns. Like, you, it's oh, hot. Oh, yeah, it's hot. You get the, you get the Chris, radiant heat. Yes, Owen in this, in this, or Chris Pratt in this, was literally knocked unconscious, lava no more than probably three feet away from him, and he somehow managed not to burn. Right, not even singed. <laughs> exactly. Not even singed. And anybody who's been next to a bonfire knows there you, you get, like, ten feet from the bonfire, and you feel that there heat. There you go. Um, and like I said, this movie made such a hard left at sci-fi. It I mean, did. we're already in the realm of sci-fi, doing genetics and uh, cloning and all that stuff. That's, yeah, all oh, cool. But the hard left was the kid. Yes. I mean, that was just, what? We're already cloning people now. Right. Where is this? Like I said, it's hard to pin down what they're trying to get at with these movies. Right. It's because, like, the first one was definitely the park worked for a minute, and now, okay, we decided we were going to tinker with stuff, and it went wrong. Right. All right. So we got it perfect. We figured it out. Everybody's safe. Now we're going to do the dumb shit and make the Indominus Rex. Right. All right. B.D. Wong, at the end of that, show takes all his shit. And he goes off with engine. Creates the the stupid raptor. Indoraptor. Indoraptor. Creates the Indoraptor. All right. They're on the mainland now. Yes. Okay, they're on this facility, this dude, this Cromwell's uh, mansion kind of thing. Right, it's this huge mansion with this huge garage. I mean, that's like a bunker saver, end of the world type Oh, stuff, yeah. Right? Okay, so we got all these dinosaurs. They're auctioning the dinosaurs off, mm-hmm. all right? And also trying to create these weird hybrid clones of weapon, di- yes. weaponized dinosaurs, basically. And then we find out about the little girl. What the hell are we going to get next? We know that with the next movie, and like I said, I'm not going to spend much time on The Fallen Kingdom because I don't remember it. It's kind of forgettable. I saw it in the theaters. I saw it on the release. I own it. I still haven't seen it that much. Um, what's coming with the next one? Right. And, uh, and and we're also kind of trying to wrap up. One, because Cody had a, an emergency to run to. Uh, and at the same time, we're already over two hours. So... Um, the last time we did six six movies in one setting, we did about two hours too. Yeah. So uh, I guess we could just do some wild speculation real quick and then wrap it up. Well, one quick thing. Um, oh, absolutely. One of the things that Cody was mentioning um, before he had to run out. For, run out for a moment was um, the uh, Bill. What do you call him? Oh, uh, uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. So Ted Levine. The thing about this, about Ted Levine's character was. What what made him funny was he 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 thought he was a big game hunter. Uh, when he when he when, were, when everybody's back on the mainland on the on the mansion, um, the the Indoraptor was in the cage itself, and he saw it. And he's like, "What is this?" And he, he made he comments. Like teeth or claws or something. Teeth. It was it teeth. Was teeth. Okay. So he was, he was trying to get a tooth. He was trying to get a tooth. So he tranks this thing twice, <laughs> and this thing is like, he's like, "Oh, you 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 very you very resistant." And all of a sudden, you see this thing just like. 
and plays dead. Oh yeah. And then he wa- he okay, opens the cage. I remember. He walks this. into the cage, tries to pull a tooth out, and somehow his hand got in his mouth. Either he wasn't paying attention or he was trying to reach around. And this thing basically looked at him like ha ha, <laughs> and bit his <laughs> arm you, off, bitch. and then ate him. I mean, come on. <laughs> If you're a big game hunter, you already know this thing took a while to oh, fall yeah, down. No, you, Obviously, it's faking. Double tap, you know. <laughs> he, he did. He should have. I mean, he should have quadrupled that. Man, he shouldn't even been in the damn cage. Exactly. That's hubris. That's just <laughs> ego getting the best of you. So, okay, now we got the the, <clears throat> the dinos get let out into the world. Blues out in the wild. The T Rex is out in the wild. You got some stegosaurs. You got this, that, and the other. A lot of them are small. Some of them not. Uh, and then we get Jeff Goldblum, who only shows up in the beginning and the end of the movie, yep. in a court hearing or some yes. sort. And he says, now we don't have a choice. Right. They're here. We have to deal with them. Right. Um, life finds a way. Like like Cody says, he, we're going to see Malcolm in a straight jacket screaming, life finds a way. <laughs> Where do we go from there? And also the other thing, also, they play along with the line with Blue, because at the end you see Blue... Looking out over this over some valley valley city and making chirping sounds like he's like, huh, what's this? Yeah, you know, maybe there's some more of me out there. Right. Uh, at this point, I'm pretty sure Blue's the last. Um, another thing I did have a problem with with this movie was uh, they get, tried to give Blue more depth. It's a fucking raptor. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have depth. But they did the whole thing where it was a little baby and it was sympathetic and all this. Not as an alpha. Right. Alpha, as soon as you show weakness, that alpha would have, the beta would have immediately tried to attack and take over. Right. As soon as any kind of weakness is shown. Right. Um, and it shows how it was actually compassionate and when Owen was playing dead or playing hurt and blah, blah, blah. That was one of the things I had, big things I had a problem with. Um but as I said, I can't remember much of this movie because it's largely un- it's largely forgettable. It is. Um, it, it's kind of like how I wish I could forget Jurassic Park three. Um, so, where do we go? We're cloning people. We're making super dinosaurs. Uh, they're loose on the planet. You know, they're just here. They're not even on an island anymore. They're every, on the mainland. Every country now has it has the cloning technology to make these dinosaurs. Exactly. BD Wong is just selling his <laughs> shit to anybody who'll buy it. Yeah. Um, all we know about this new one is everybody's coming back. We're going to have Grant. We're going to have Malcolm. We're going to have uh, Lori Dern, this character. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh the only ones we're not getting are the ones that have already died. Right. You know, died in real life. Uh, uh, Atterborough, he passed away in 14. So he's obviously not coming back. Um, we are going to get uh, Lowry. That's going to be fun. Um, let's see. Who the hell else is coming back? Uh, it'd be fun to see Vince Vaughn's character come back. That'd be interesting. Just, just for, you know, shits and giggles. Why not? Um, let's see. Uh who else? Yeah, I don't. I don't know who's who's else coming back on this one. Uh, I was gonna look it up real quick. Jurassic Dominion, Dominion, and that's kind of a kind of like a weird title to go with Dominion. That's yeah. kind of a dark title. Yeah, it's a little um, foreboding there. So we got Bryce Dallas Howard's coming back. Uh, this chick, she's I don't know. I've seen her in a light. Uh, I don't want to try to say her name because it looks like Dickon. 
Lachman, but I'm sure I've mispronounced and bungled that. Um, then we got Owen Settler, Dr. Settler, Larry Dern, uh, Lowry Carruthers, Alan Grant, uh, Malcolm, B.D. Wong, uh, Mal, uh, Owen's little buddy that almost got hit by Blue, uh, Sabarine or whatever. Uh, who the hell else would there be? I mean, I don't know. I just know that they, that Owen said, or Owen, uh, Chris Pratt said, everybody's coming. I'm curious to see what Omar Sy is going to do in this one. Since right. He, so he, since he got saved in um, Jurassic, um, in the first one, in the first Lost World. Oh, okay. I remember the Franklin Wed, the Justice Smith dude. He was in the the, the Fallen Kingdom. He yes. Was, uh, the other little nerdy guy who was trying to help them save the dinosaurs. Right. So, okay. I remember him now. Yeah, he's uh, this Pokemon. Uh, I'm the ticket. Sam Neill. Honestly, you got to kind of, you got with sequels, you got to up the ante. With sequels, you have to, uh, you got to top the other one. And I feel like they're bringing back old characters just to get them at. Yeah. Because now we've got to have this, then we got to have, what, what do we go? What do we do? We're already cloning people. I'm pretty sure it's going to be some, it's probably going to be like ap- apocalyptic. Some dinosaurs starting to take over the world again. And I, I'm almost, be- I'm almost <laughs> ready to see zombie dinosaurs. Like I, I honestly think that that's where the fuck we are. We are at zombie dinosaurs. I, I don't see what the hell else we can do. Uh, there's only like one of everything that got loose. Right. Uh, they're not going to be breeding unless the fe- some of the females were already getting ready to lay eggs. Right. But then that, I don't know. How well, I mean, but you still got an aspect of everybody with the cloning technology now. So you got different, you're going to have newer versions of these more vicious dinosaurs. That's true. So, you know, that's, I mean, I still assume they call it Dominion. They're, they're calling it Dominion because you're going to have Could some- you honestly see a North Korean dinosaur? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, look, so dirty. They 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 just they can't do it. Like I could almost see a Russian dinosaur being as derpy. Uh <coughs> oh, I need to quit that. So I don't know. I have no idea where they can go. Maybe we're gonna have dragons in this one though. Dragons have the flying dragon. T Rex with a lobsteraptor with a pterodactyl. Right, here we got we got we got English looking uh knights of the King Arthur knights, dragons and stuff. The dragon heart dar dragon. And maybe that's where the dragon, Jack, yeah, dragon came yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if they'll get Sean Connery to voice it. Oh, uh, but yeah, I have no idea where they could go. I'm I'm almost willing to bet we see uh, a a zombie dinosaur because shit. Who's directing it? Who's directing it? Uh, the same guy. Um, what's his nuts? He got fired off of uh, Star Wars. Let's see. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow. He did yeah, the other two. He did the other two Lost uh, Jurassic Worlds. Okay. So um, I don't know. We'll just have it. Says it's slated for June eleventh, twenty twenty one. So it's just wild speculation at this point, right? Um, we we really don't know anything other than everybody who's going to be in it mostly, and that's just everybody who basically survived the last five, right? So. Um, and as, from what I can see, none of the kids from any of the other movies we'll be in this it, one. except yeah. maybe, I don't know, Zia Rodriguez. I don't know. Ooh. So I just says Zia Rodriguez, and I remember seeing her name pop up in another one. So maybe. 
But all right, well, uh, well, hell, it's our time. We are way over. This, yeah. like, this is the longest episode we've done. And this is my first one, so I hope you guys enjoy me. Right. Um, I'm speaking for the ginger, Cody Toothman. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and just wrap it up here. He had the he had to run off real quick. Uh, a real little emergency. Nothing major. Uh, don't worry. Uh, I am Kegger, and this is Rayshon. Rayshon. If you like what you heard, you got some questions, comments, you didn't like what you heard, we know we know our numbers now. It's kind of fun. We we know that uh, we have six or seven states that are listening to us for some reason. Uh, hopefully, we, you find us entertaining. Uh, but like us, question, like, comment. We're on Podbean. Uh, I'm sure that the more people listen, the better reviews we get. Um, tell us how we did. Tell us how we sucked. Uh, rant at us. At this point, we'll take any feedback. Um, any feedback is good. Any feedback at this point. We are only, this is episode four. So uh, we have room to grow. Um, we just kind of trying to figure out where we're at. Uh, but I am the keg. Uh, and that is our show for tonight. Uh, have a good night. And we'll hope to see you next time.